This feels hey, like a, hey. this feels like the European Championship, Holland against Portugal or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, uh, Holland meets Portugal, maybe <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 been a while. It's been a while for for Holland to meet Portugal on 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 football. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Maybe it's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really a follower of football. I'm uh, yeah, I'm into all kinds neither. of other sports and uh, football is uh, is nice, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not really my thing. <laughs> I've 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 quitted football for it makes me very nervous and very uh, um, cursing ten times more than I curse. So I I, I just said no. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, let's introduce everybody properly then. Uh, we've got Gustavo joining us from uh, Portugal. Yeah. A thousand details. What's up, man? All good, all good. Um, nice to see to you. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, finally, face to face, eh? Finally, yeah. I must, uh, I must say, um, uh, Gustavo is one of the more prolific uh, guests on our Discord server. You already server. curse a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, always prolific and always uh, uh, chatting away there. So um, lots of good information from you. Always helpful too, I must say. Thank so, you. So um, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, good to see you here, and we have Robin joining us again. Hey, Robin, how are you? Hey, I'm uh, yeah, doing well. Just uh, I'm already reading reading the comments here. Uh, nice, yeah. I'm uh, no, I'm doing well. Busy on a lot of stuff, and also that uh, yeah. And uh, nice one. Good to have you back. And uh, Arthur is joining us. Arthur. <laughs> just, you just uh, te taught me how to uh, pronounce his name. Arthur, Arthur. Uh, but, but you can say Arthur, no problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice to have you, man. How are you? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm very glad to be here. Finally. Yeah. I wasn't awesome. expecting this, but it's, it's nice to. Well, you made it. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. The prophets. So, um, we'll start awesome. with the prophets. <laughs> <laughs> okay i can be a prophet if you want to <laughs> yeah so um so yeah let's uh let's let's hit it off let's uh let's let's start i mean um i've been uh i've been listening to to your album uh arthur the the one you did on um uh warm-up recently it's uh it's about four months ago i think i think you you released it or something yeah, it was in January that I released it. Yeah, yeah. On January, yeah, yeah. Oscar Muller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's epic, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I will actually have another one coming out soon in July on Axis from Jeff Mills. So yeah, two Ooh. LPs this year. <laughs> nice one. You've uh, spent the downtime uh, um, properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I was wondering when I was listening to it because um, uh, Gustavo told me you're you're sort of uh, mainly in the box, right? With with uh, your producing. Um, yeah. So how, what what is what are the the ways that you are getting such organic and uh, and uh, natural sounding uh, sounds? What is what is your secret? <laughs> What's your approach there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, I try to mainly I, the the way that I feel 
the that it gives the sound that's raw, more analogish feel to it. I don't like this expression a lot, but whatever. It's really mm -hmm. about using the right amount of distortion and amps and all that stuff. It's where I tend to go when I want to have that feeling to my music. So, and I I really like to use granular effects as well. That, that part also helps a lot to give a more organic feel to the music. But I actually, for the, the, the LP that I will have on Axis, I did all the tracks with the synthesizer, the Dave Smith Evolver. That's actually my first hardware synthesizer. And I did all the tracks with that um, synth. It took me like one day and something to do all the tracks. They are very toolish, you know, very hands-on, very raw takes of some loops that I recorded. But yeah, I'm happy with the result. But yeah, nothing too, too crazy going on there. So how do you cool. normally approach it? Do you do you um, start with uh, experimenting with sounds, or do you sort of make make sound banks and that you recall later on, or um, like because I I I always have a uh, a ton of fun, you know, working with with a, a stack of plugins and and try to do sound design and stuff like that in, inside the box, yep. but then. Um, you know, completing a track is a different thing because it, to me, it takes quite a long. I mean, for me, the way I work, you know, it takes it takes a hell of a lot of time to to actually uh, kind of Lego everything together. So, what what is the what is your approach? Do you have a certain starting point, or what is what is the the way you you approach it? I mean, I already know a lot of ways to do gigs I like and process heads in the way that I like and all that stuff. So the drum part is it's easy for me most of the time. Sometimes the kick doesn't work well with the sequence or whatever, but most times I find a way to make it work. And I, I don't have a sample library per se. I have like recs that I save with mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's already done. Um, when it comes to synths and all, I... Sometimes I experiment, I open a project and I'm like, okay, let's see what comes out. But most times I, I, I'm feeling like, okay, I want to do like a, a randomish sequence or something like this. And I want to make a spaced out sequence. I want to make a big roomish type of synth or something like that. And I try as hard as I can to fulfill that, that that, that need or whatever, you know. I try really to focus on a specific type of thing that I want to do at the moment. And the arrangement part is, I mean, I mean, my arrangements are not too crazy or too, too creative. Like, they are pretty simple. <laughs> they That's work, why, <laughs> yeah, yeah, work. It, Which is most important. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's why the arrangement part is pretty easy and fast for me. It's more about getting the idea fast doing the arrangements, hear the track a lot, and then work a bit on the mix. And that's pretty much how I work. So I, I work very fast. When I'm inspired, I work very fast. I, I can be like two months without making music or something, but, but when I'm in the moments and I'm feeling it, I work really fast. And it's funny because you are... You, you, you three are mostly hardware stuff, but besides Robin, I think Robin likes to work on software a lot as well. I, 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 I like, like both. Yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah. a combination of both. Same here. Yeah, but I feel 
I feel like you said that for you on the digital side of things, it's really hard to make stuff happen fast. I feel the I feel like the hardware part is much more time consuming than the oh, digital really? part. That's okay. why I'm a bit <laughs> afraid of working with hardware stuff. And I, I had this conversation with Gustavo tons of times and yeah. that's why I try to keep myself like I, I had the Evolver because I knew that I was going to like the Evolver and I'm thinking about the next one, but I'm being very careful about the mm -hmm. next one because I don't want to like get trapped on the scene. Like I'm, mm, uh, yeah. I think Arthur is turning into a robot or something <laughs> to finish a track with that scene or something like that. I'm really afraid of entering that loop. Or okay, well, well, you made a point that oh, that um, no, 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 Can you're you fine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think you, you made a good point of saying, um, um, you know, your process. Uh, it, it's it's about the speed, you know, about being fast. Yeah. I think I think it's a really important thing because um, the thing okay. that is, the thing that would be slowing me down is, um, you know, the amount of options in inside the box and. You know, the, just the uh, you know, sort of the postponing of of uh, of making choices. You know, that's yep. the thing that slows me down. And it's not the, not the, the tools. You know, the tools don't matter to me. You know, anything that produces noise is is fine with me to to fool mm -hmm. around with. But it's yeah. it's just the the fact that uh, that there are so many options. That is the thing that slows me down. And it's good that you say that you have like racks saved and um, you know, it's kind smart. of your your building blocks already sort of in place, so you can recall them whenever you need them. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important thing, you know, that's that speeds up your process and that's a very smart thing to do when you're working in the box. Yeah, uh, and you limit yourself as well because you already know you already yeah. have those those racks which you know you yeah. want to use. With the sound so, that, you, that you know that works yeah. for you, that yeah, that's like part of the sound it's as well. Your well. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I I I, I I think in the end it's just a little bit the way you you're used to work. Yeah. Um yeah. Like for and me, the funny thing with the yeah. uh, um, rects, and I think I think I'm lagging a lot because I'm hearing like with a mm. ten second delay or something. <laughs> okay. More or less depends on the time. Sometimes you are flowing, other times it lags a little bit. Yeah, if there is a way you yeah, can but get keep going, guys, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there is a way you can you can wire up your uh, your computer uh, somehow, that make might make a difference. But before you were okay, yeah. so maybe it's uh, it's yeah. just a temporary, um, you know, dip in uh, in your speed. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. let's mm -hmm. let's let's move to uh, to Gustavo then, because you, you uh, Arthur told you told me told us that you had uh, numerous discussions about the you know hardware versus software process yeah. I, I, you see you do a lot of both and i certainly see a lot of hardware going on behind you so when uh, uh, when, uh, when are you finally gonna get rid of that <laughs> buchla thing that you never use <laughs> i don't know man maybe one day when i when i when i'm really old and tired yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and, and 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 blind and and deaf i'll, I'll just sell it to, to someone no, you know that's that's an interesting part. I I don't have that much gear nowadays. Actually, um, it looks more. It's much more cables than anything. But I've mm. arrived to the same to the same conclusion. Um, I don't I, I don't like to have too much stuff. 
the the more I have, the more I get lost because I cannot decide myself. Okay, I want this sound. I want that. Uh, I, I want that sound. So I I've been since the beginning of the pandemic. I've been downsizing a lot uh, actually. Um, and 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 for me, it's faster to work on on the hardware because I'm used to the hardware. Mm -hmm. um, I guess if I I was used to the computer side of things, um, I will fit. I will thought it will uh, or think it will be faster. But yeah, me talking to Artur about yeah hardware software, it's me trying to have more Portuguese people buying gear so that I can speak <laughs> about gear and and share ideas about gear and mm -hmm. do stuff. Uh, but in the end, for me, it's whatever fits you. It's a tool in the end. Um, I, in the I, end, it's just the tools that, uh, yeah, that it's a tool. uh, need to serve the, a purpose. Yeah. The only thing that I would normally say, and, that, and from, well, uh, uh, my, my few years, not that much compared to you guys, is that the only thing that matters is do you have fun with the, with the thing that you have in front of you? And, and if I'm, I'm having fun, I'll keep it. If I'm not having fun, I'm not using it. I'll just sell it to anybody else who wants to buy a cheaper piece of gear or something like that. Mm. But then again, I'm also like Artur. I, I, want, I want to be fast and I'm also normally fast doing my stuff. Uh, it takes too, too, too long. I lose interest on things. Mm. Yeah, mm. welcome to the club of uh, people who get easily bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? Well? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, yeah. You're, you're great. You're did great you uh, did you plug in your uh, wire or something? No, I lowered the. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. But it's better. It's... And telephone as well. So. Yeah, quit your torrents, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the torrents. <man. laughs> the torrents. <laughs> Towards, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but I, I, uh, I, uh, I get that. Like you know, the, either either hardware or software, you know, they are just tools that need to serve a certain purpose. And in the end, it's what what you are most comfortable with using, you know, to to achieve what you what you want to achieve. Like you know, here I I have some hardware. You know, I I don't have a lot. But the hardware that I do have is very, very well chosen and often also very, very effective in what I want to achieve, you know. You and recently I, got uh, you recently got the, the FM, the Digitone, right? Yeah, well, that's a whole story in itself. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've been using, as you know, uh, uh, lots of hardware for decades. <laughs> And, be, and back in the day, I used to have a Yamaha DX7 for a short while, and uh, I never learned how to program it because it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a shitty thing to program. So I, I, uh, I never used FM. And then, uh, you know, when I finally got the Digitone, uh, it was like a whole new part of synthesis world that, that, that opened up to me, like, you know, all the old uh, Jan Hammer, Miami Vice style sounds and all came uh, came to me, you know, and other stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, so, so I'm, I'm making a lot of music now with, with you know, just, uh, just the TR909, the analog rhythm and, uh, and the digitone. So it's a small setup. But again, you know, it's it's effective, and I do the processing uh, in the box. I mean, I'd love to, uh, you know, get an uh, something like an Audion mixer, maybe you know, like a mixing console one day, 
and uh, throw everything on there. But 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 for now, I'm I'm happy to process everything uh, in the box, and I uh, yeah, I get uh, really uh, really interesting results. You know. So so all these machines you mentioned, they they all have uh, an internal sequencer. Do you run them on their internal sequencer, or do you program everything from your door? Like. Uh, yeah. Right now, the, the internal sequencing, but uh, I want to experiment with uh, with the digital to to run it from an external sequencer as well, because you can do then you can do some some different patterns and you can uh, control a lot more envelopes in yeah. the digital uh, externally. Like if I make an Ableton clip, I can I can I can draw in like. I don't know, uh, 16 different envelopes that, that finally manipulate the digital in many different ways. So I, I really want to dive really, really deep into what's, what's possible there. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, the, the Electron also have the, have the, you know, the features in the, in the sequencer which are hard to mimic, I guess, with... with yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, like the step lock stuff and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's once you get used to that, and I'm a little bit of a electron, well, f fan or fanatic, whatever you want to call it. And once you start using that, almost all the sequencers uh, feel bad or feel like, eh, this is not fast enough. This is, I cannot do P logs, which is like I can uh, just program on this step an LFO, something for an LFO, or an envelope, or anything like that. And, and I, lo I, I love the LFOs. You know, either yeah. in Electron, but I also use them in Ableton, you know. I yeah. put LFOs on a lot of stuff just to make it a bit more alive, you know, a bit more random. Even if it's only very, very slightly, but it's, it just adds, <laughs> you know, yeah. No, an, in <laughs> an, an, an interesting thing is I'm, I don't have any of my um, gear connected to, to, to the computer in terms of USB or MIDI at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so gear, you're again, you're yeah. using it differently than 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 I do. Yeah, like yeah. I, I I know those benefits, and I talked to you minutes about it, which is I would love to have more LFOs to electron stuff, but for yeah. some reason I I just can't cope with like sending stuff from here to there. Maybe I'm lazy. I think that's that's the reason I'm lazy to just well do it. Sending envelopes from Ableton to hardware that that does take up more time because you have to set it up. Yeah, but for example, I know Artur, Artur way uh, to convince him to buy a piece of gear is to let him know that there's an editor for the computer to use it. And that's, that's, mean, why, that's why you got the, 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 the devolver. And I told yeah. you, it, it works like a breeze. It's, it's, yeah, it but, opens, opens way more stuff. But yeah, devolver is a nice It's crazy. It's, you it's, it's simple, but really nice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, yeah. but it's, a, it's, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that you can control your gear via Ableton Live uh, and add up more stuff like more envelopes, LFOs from Ableton, which they have cool things, and control them differently than with your hands or their internal yeah. uh, modulation inside. Yeah. But so. regard, regarding that, I have, for example, going back to Electron, I've, I've never used Overbridge. And I also I, I, I don't miss it. I, I don't see the electron gear as like a plug-in into Ableton or something. I, I, I like to draw like envelopes in the Ableton clip, but I'm not interested in using Overbridge somehow. I don't know why, but I, it's it's never never drawn to. I mean I, I only have a scene basically 
and it's the as I told you, it's the evolver. And with the evolver, I mean, you kind of really need to have the 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 thing, the 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 internal the editor, the, the, yeah. the editor to to use it fast and the way I usually okay. work because it's a pain in the ass to program that stuff with uh, <laughs> the, the, the hardware. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. I'm sorry, Dave Smith, but it's horrible what you did there with the interface. I mean, for I mean, it's nice. Because it's very portable and all that stuff, so okay, it's okay uh, on that part. But yeah, for live gems and all, I mean, it's not the worst probably, but it's not the best either. But yeah, that's why I really needed to use the editor on that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I must say that you know, for um, you know, we started the conversation like. Uh, uh, maybe slightly into the hardware versus software approach, but uh, to be honest, these days, um, the, you no, know, no, no, that of course, of course. But the mm -hmm. the thing is that uh, there are so many bridges between the two worlds these days. You know, like they used to be yeah, very separate uh, domains, yeah. and now it's um, it's very possible that you know to make a setup which consists of um, you know instruments from both ends, and they they yeah. beautifully talk to each other all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, like like one of the biggest myths, like people say, oh, the digital stuff, blah, blah, blah. Most of my Euro rack is digital and I love it. And, yeah. it, and it mixes quite well. It's, 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 it's insane what it can do. So, mm. Yeah, and there's always, if you buy some, some, some hardware, there's always somewhere at, in some country a nice person who has uh, spent his time building some kind of interface to... Uh, coding to, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make it talk uh, to the computer. And then coding, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful thing about the community these days, you know, all these things are uh, are just made by some enthusiasts and then they share their stuff and, and you can use it uh, freely. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was reading the chat. Yeah. Yeah, me I, too. I, I, also love, I also love the the, the easel. Yeah. Uh, after many years, I got one. Yay. <laughs> okay. Where is it? But but you uh, you have that, that also a certain art on it or there, like whatever. That? Yeah. <laughs> whatever it's there over there yeah I, I I bought a, I bought a thing for it which which I'm I I'm very uh, happy with it and 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 because the easel the easel is like typical West Coast uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, synthesis but yeah. that card you said it had uh, VCOs on it or something it's a VCS three uh, voice basically. Licensed oh, yeah. by, by EMS, done by a Belgian dude. Uh, a Greek, a Greek Belgian guy, yeah. Greek Belgian guy, Constantine, <laughs> okay. yeah. Constantine from Portobello Portobel Labs, and man, it's it's amazing. It adds a little bit more to to that thing. Uh, I, I I cannot spend euros on on buclear craziness. I wish I could, but I can't, or or I don't have them to spend. So I thought, why not buying something like that uh, in the end? Uh, but I, I, I've been using it pretty much on all my music uh, since I got it. Um, yeah. It's basically rhythm that uh, DFEM, and I'm using my modular just to process sounds, which is a little bit sad no, in a way. No, but it's also fine, you know, if, no, it, it, if it serves the purpose, you know? It's totally fine. It's, it, that's a, a personal problem of mine, which is like, I hate to spend money on stuff and then not use, using it, you know? It's like, I spend money on this and now I'm not using it. So I'm like, yeah, but, but in the end, I have to think, if I ever do a live act or anything, I'll, I, I most probably will not take the easel with me for a to a club, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Just put I, it on I, your rider. 
That's it. That's yeah. it. What I will yeah. do, it'll be on the right. With the cards, yeah. eh? With the cards, no. With well, the card I can take. The card I can take. A thousand details, uh, technical rider, one bottle of champagne, and a booklet easel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just like who, who's this dude who asked for this kind of stuff? Uh, but, but, but nonetheless, I, 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 I do enjoy having the modular as it is right now because I know it will serve the purpose of playing live with it. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've been super happy with it and, 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 and I don't know, I think it's those kind of instruments that, uh, you end up loving or hating it. Um, when, when I bought it, I was like, if I hate this shit, I'm, 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 I'm going to fuck. I, I just like, I, I even thought like, if I hate this instrument, I, I'm, I'm going to be uh, super sad with it. But no, it didn't, it did not happen. It sounds amazing. And, and, and well, it's. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Whatever, <laughs> what, what can I say? <laughs> I'm just happy with Indeed, it. Indeed, it sounds very good. You showed me some tunes with it, and it sounds very, very nice. But I, I, I don't want to be the typical dude. Oh, now I'm bucolic. No, I, that's not my thing. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, it's a fun instrument. It's, it's a really fun, different instrument that may, obliges you to play with it. it <laughs> if you just leave it in, if you just do a patch and leave it in, it's, it sucks. If you start to play with it live or real time, it goes crazy. Yeah, it's it's that's what it's actually designed for. You know, it's a it's a performance, performance. instrument. Performance instrument. That's it. Yeah. So so what? How do you do? How do you incorporate it in your sort of rigid uh, techno structures? Then so do you somehow uh, sequence it or time it in 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 together with the stuff you've got going on, or do you actually perform perform things over top your your rhythms and stuff like that. What? How? How do you approach it? Well, you know, it's it's. I I do both ways. Sometimes I just well typical um, jamming with stuff. Okay, I got here a loop, or I got here something going like the golden loop, whatever we want to call it. And I say, okay, cool. Now I can develop this like in an arrangement. Sometimes I do uh, first um, drums, whatever, and then I overdub uh, the the me playing the the bucle. Um, which is, well, you, you, can, you can get more out of it. Other times I just try to do everything at the same time and which will make me do tons of errors or sleeping up sliders, I don't know where. And it's fun, uh, all, all the same. So I try to do both, both things, um, but I do enjoy more having that, that hectic craziness going on and try to mute, mute a kick and do something with the bugle and then whatever. I don't know. I, I find it more uh, what it is to perform on it uh, mm. that way. Um, only thing that it's a little bit harder to control, it is um, levels on it. It, it. it can get very crazy. It can completely shadow a track uh, just with the view club. But other than that, it's, it's, it's fine. It's just, it's like every, you know, I, I, um, I, the first few weeks, months, I just spent like practicing, just like when you're trying to learn to drive or playing tennis or whatever to get better at it. It's what I've been trying to do uh, mm. with it. And well, now it feels better somehow. Yeah. yeah. Devolver also has that problem. Sometimes it gets too, 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 too loud, where especially when you're playing around with the filters and the feedback thing, it gets super, super, super crazy. You get the spikes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous. Sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's it can really fuck up a, a, a recording, which which is in your annoying. Ears. And in, in your ears as well. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, depend on the volume that you use, but but yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, well, but it's fun in the end, man. Even yeah. those, yeah. even though all those mistakes that happen, I don't know. I I I I personally love the the mistakes. I I think the mistakes it's what do the music uh, interesting somehow or different. Well, the yeah. thing with mistakes is. I guess that they sound like mistakes to you because it, the machine is doing something unintentional to you, but it might actually sound pretty exciting to the listener who doesn't yes. have a clue about what you were trying to achieve, you know? Yeah, they, they, uh, they don't know that. And if it's, yeah. it's, it's true, you know, these, these days I even, you know, if, if I listen to mistakes in the recording, I really might en end up using that, you know, mistakes and artifacts, you know, that that sounded like completely not as I intended, but ended up like something really cool and that then ended up in a track, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like, uh, you know, the performance instrument style of working has something to it, you know, because uh, you give up some of your, uh, your control uh, and you, you have basically the machine... Um, making some of your decisions, you know, in a way, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, exactly. and and I, I like to be on that little sort of balance between um, expressing yourself and and having the machine kind of do something in return to give you. It is not really actual feedback, but it's it is something like a play between the musician and the yeah. machine, you know. Yeah. And and of course you can go, you can you can like you what you call mistakes like you can get th get things out of control and out of out of hand and and be completely sort of besides the thing that you were trying to achieve or and you yeah it can get so much out of out of control that it's sounding like out of context but at the same time the challenge is to do just a little just enough to uh to get that sort of unpredictability into the mix and then still have some kind of control, and I, I really like, I really enjoy being on on that little balance, you know, between. Balance, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, at least for me, in terms of emotion, because this is a little bit of of, of, an, of an emotional thing happening as well. I think mm. that also that's for me, it's a little bit of adrenaline and um, scary place, but at the same time, exciting. That that yeah, makes the exciting. element of surprise. Yeah, yeah, to progress and, and to keep going. Expect, okay, again, expecting the unexpected or some stuff like that. Um, I, that's what gives me pleasure to play live, actually. Um, so um, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. I like to have a little bit of control, but I also love to be, be, let the machine also take a little bit of control. Uh, mm -hmm. Not very crazy because it gets completely yeah, crazy. Yeah, but well, you, you, you can lost. let it go crazy within a certain frame. Range, you know, yeah, frame. Yeah, that's why that's why I really love to. I'm talking now about composing music. I really like to use notes randomizers and all that stuff. Okay. Because every yeah. time I export, it will sound different. The notes and the sequence, oh, yeah. it will always sound different. And I really love that that surprise factor. Like, okay, on on the break, it sounded different the last time I, I exported, and now it sounds different again. And yeah, it's 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 funny. I really like to work with randomizers, even for for drums and whatnot. I really like to to get some surprises. For example, there is um, this note generator random thingy for Max for Live. It's called Swarmulators, if I'm mm, not yeah. wrong. Yeah. And totally randomizes the notes. You get super crazy. But I really like to use that on heads, for example, 
and yeah. have, then have some random ads going on. And every time I export that file, it will sound different. And I really like that. that. It's like, okay, I want you to play these sounds, but play them as you want. So, yeah. And then people, <laughs> people come to you like, wow, man, how did you program those heads <laughs> and that, that track? And then, wow. You know. <laughs> so so one, one thing that I would be interested to know, uh, Arthur, is... Um, so since it gives you a different result every time you export it, as you said, um, mm -hmm. do you then do multiple versions and basically curate the curate the ones that you are most satis most satisfied with? Like, because you know it can be so different that it's that it's also going in the wrong direction or in the yeah. direction you don't like. So do yeah. you do you do multiple? Uh, exports and then and then choose the one that you like best. Is that how you approach it, or you I just mean, do you just like accept what the machine does? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I like random sequences and random things throughout the track. But I, I like to control the chaos a bit. For example, I like to have an interval, like between these notes and these notes, you can randomize whatever you want. You know, like with a mod snake, for example, the sequencer, you can select which notes you want to randomize then mm -hmm. put a a randomizer from Ableton after, for example, and then a scale, for example, and you have like a random se a sequence, but it's controlled in some way. And, yeah, but okay. when I'm exporting, I, I export like five versions. And yeah, I, that's what I mean. Yeah. And I select the like the one that I like the most. But no nowadays, I'm doing that a lot. Like, actually, I'm worried that my music starts to get a bit. <laughs> same always because I'm always doing this uh, the the randomizer thing and whatever. I mean, like straight sequences are boring me nowadays. You know that's why maybe I'm exaggerating a bit with the the random stuff. But I have fun. That's what matters the most. But, it, so, yeah. but it's fun, yeah. man. It's it's always fun. Like a big part of my work as well. It's a, it's about randomization, control randomization. Um, I used to be like you, but what I did is every every I I will record like five six stems of the same thing going random, and I'll just mute and then mute which ones I want. So I did not have to re to uh, um, to uh, render every, every time. Uh, but yeah, I think okay. it's but but I think it's it's quite awesome randomization uh, for music music producing composing in a way. I I do it a lot when I'm stuck on like I don't know what what kind of notes that that I want. I just Random, like I do it on the modular tones, randomize, randomize. Okay, this fits. I just change one here and there and there. Uh, one note here, one note there. And it's totally fine. Uh, um, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I do enjoy it because it's also a fast way of getting something immediately as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I put saw, the machine. Yeah, put the machines to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And actually, actually, me and Ustav had this conversation here about the, this randomizing the note stuff because there, there is, by the way, there is a really cool piano sampler by Felt Instruments. It has a weird name that I don't remember. But I don't know, but it's a really cool, the samples are really cool and you have a lot of options there and whatever. And I tried to use that piano sampler and use the Stormulators to randomize the notes. And I kind of got a really nice piece of music, random piano notes with some reverb and reverse reverb and whatsoever. And we had this 
conversation about the ethics of music or whatever, something similar. Do you remember? Yeah, we were talking about, yeah. is this really music? Because this was completely <laughs> done by, by, by random stuff. I, I just said random, but it, it random, sounded random. Good. It sounded good, you know. But yeah. Well, you know, I, I have an opinion about that because I think it's fine and it is music because eventually yeah, mm. you, can, you can have a bunch of machines or a bunch of randomizers spitting out notes and um, have basically the compositional part taken care of by not you but by a machine, machine. but in yeah. the end um, you as an artist are the curator to and, and you're yeah. stepping in okay. at the moment where you make the choice okay this part makes sense to me and this other part is just too random or it doesn't make sense to me so you're making you know you're basically the curator you're making a selection in which in in you know the sort of the arsenal that the machine comes up with and and you choose just yeah. the bit that f that sort of conveys the emotion or that conveys the uh, the idea or or catches your interest so oh. in in the end um you know it's a human deciding you know yeah, so i i think it counts as music yeah. <laughs> what yeah, do you yeah. what do you think Robert? yeah yeah i absolutely agree because yeah you're you're the one who decides, you know, so then you're the, the no matter what the machines have done in, in, in advance, you are the human element that uh, uh, decides, you know, what eventual, uh, what the outcome is yeah. in the end, you know, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it creates this conversation, which I really like, you know, like, mm. where he's, uh, you know, I like but he's really music and all that stuff. I really like to have these. Well, if if you think about it like that, you could also say if you if you use like a complex uh, oscillator or something uh, in in so, on some synth, um, you can you can almost you know how it works, right? So you even if you have the system in your head, okay, this should be doing this and that should be doing that. Um, if you if you start you know modulating the hell out of it. Uh, there is a point where you can no longer predict what's going to happen. So, in in a sense, you know, working with with very complex patches uh, is pretty much the same as almost random. You know, it's like you you lead it to a certain area where where uh, you can expect a certain result, but then in the end, you're just deciding, okay, this is what I keep and this is what I'm going to yeah. ditch. You know. Yeah. So whether that's just the, whether it's a machine spitting out notes for you or the actual sound itself i think you know it's the same process you know because you are you are you know putting the machine to work you're having you're setting it up to do something in in a certain area or a certain domain and then um you basically stop tweaking it when you think okay now i arrived in a in in a in a spot where i like it you know you're basically curating uh, yeah. the machine as much as you're you're curating a random node uh machine you know yeah no, I, I agree because in the end it's always about your uh, decisions and, and mm. machine is still not deciding for yourself like, okay, I'm going to keep this one, you shut up. No, we haven't arrived to that point yeah, yet. Yeah. yet. Mm. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's wrong at all. Uh, it's, uh, once again, either, it's a tool. It's a tool. And, 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 and as mm -hmm. much as you can, you can press random, in the end, it's what you decide to be, to the, the, sorry, the outcome. So for me, I will never say it, it is not music. It is musical the same because it was you deciding it. Um, and random stuff can be really cool, man. Can 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 achieve that's stuff the, that you will. That's not what I wanted to say. The, yeah. There's a track called Guns Graf from Outtaker. Mm. Well, if you if you listen to that, that's uh, that's uh, let's say that is very random, you know. Yeah. And it's still it's still a great track, you know. Yeah. So. 
yeah, you know, random can be very interesting. And the thing is, how how many people will listen to that track and it will know that that was done randomly? Yeah, yeah, correct. That's, that's well, I'm, I'm pretty sure also in the case of what what the stuff that they do is is pretty much the, what we just described. You know, just driving. Okay machines to the edge and and uh, having it the machines come up with all kinds of yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you know the fa variations yeah. and stuff yeah. and then in the end decide what what is going to be used in uh, in the track and what is not going to be used i just yeah. saw uh you know something about turing machines and sonda oh, yeah. in i think you wanted to respond to that right uh, arthur yeah, uh, yeah was i was actually familiar with turing machines were, were Maybe that's a bit lost in translation for me or something. Okay, so Turing machine, but yeah, that's that's the one. It's a sequencer. Uh, it's a random okay. sequencer uh, inspired on on Alan Turing's uh, algorithm to decipher uh, German messages on the World World War Two, <laughs> and and someone uh, took that algorithm and made it into uh, random uh, notes and well steps triggers uh, speeding machine. Which it's amazing, and for techno stuff, it works quite well, actually. Um, Already noted here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, 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 the worst part is I sent you a, a Max for Life Turing machine that I bought to you a few uh, weeks ago, man. You have it on the computer. A few also. weeks ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I bought it, and and well, I I I gave it to you to try out um, <laughs> because it's it's to try it's. Out. Yeah, because it's really cool. No, but the dude deserves the dude. It's it's a very cheap thing on on. A, um, uh, uh, it's called encoder audio. Encoder audio. This dude does a lot of Max for Life inspired gear into Max for Life. A lot of randomization and stuff like that. And his Turing machine um, Max for Life thing. It's super good. It works really well. And as well, you can control it uh, quite a lot. You can say, I want this range of notes, this range of octaves, uh, this, this amount of steps. You can control it. And it will speed. It, it can do two things. Either, you, either you're happy, you lock it. Either you're not happy, you can leave it and it always uh, speeds random stuff uh, okay. as long as it plays. Okay. So it's a yeah, good I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. Yeah, sure. You'll like it for sure. Yeah, I think uh, Rudolf says marbles is fun too. That's a, a mutable instruments yeah. uh, thing that yeah. kind of, it's not the Turing machine thing, but it, it does spit out random notes. And then yeah. at some point you can just can decide, you can just loop them and freeze yeah. freeze the um, the, sequ the generated sequence. Yeah. Do you have it? So many, yeah, but it's in a wreck where the power supply is dead. So I'm unscrewing it right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm unscrewing the rack because I I needed clouds. You know, it's I have a one I have one rack with just mutable instrument stuff, and um, I wanted to use clouds the other day for a project, and so yeah. I've started to dismantle it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and rearrange it to a working power supply uh, racks anyway. But yeah. so, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's a um, um, it's a wonderful instrument as well. The the marbles, the marbles, yeah, yeah. Also exists for the computer as well. If you get that VCV rack, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but once you really start loading up stuff in there, it starts to eat quite a lot of CPU. Yeah, that's the only uh, you, you disadvantage a, with it. Yeah, you yeah. need a powerful computer to uh, to use uh, VCV racks if you do crazy racks. 
That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's a good so it's a good way to to find out whether modular synthesis is something for you before you make yeah, the plunge. Absolutely. Before because you make the plunge you, and buy, you know, you invest like the, a, yeah, 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 sell your car and get into yeah. modular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's better to try PCV first. Yeah, so yeah sell I, your car, sell the house, sell the <laughs> I don't know. The, the I wish door. I knew that before. Well, I knew that <laughs> on my time it didn't exist, so I was like, yeah, I'll have to sell my kidney to to get this. So well, um, Gustavo, you can always sell your chair. Yeah, it's it's quite old, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, actually, Arthur is sitting in. I feel like this sort of generation gap. Uh, are you? Are you? Are both of you? <laughs> have you been a rally duo, like in in yeah. rally car racing or something? Because you both have like like a yeah. rally car chair or something like that. <laughs> well, I I I drive I, I drive trucks, man. I drive trucks. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, but 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 uh, this is very uh, this is very easy to understand. Look, um, and and Joachim knows this very well because he mm. has one of the chairs that I would love to have, a very good office chair. Yeah, the, like the, the, the Herman Miller one. Like yeah. a Herman Miller iron costs a lot of money, uh, and this and this was sound stupid because I have expensive stuff there, which is which is makes just not much sense. But this yeah, kind you of just chair, don't want to make you don't want to spend any money on stuff that doesn't make sound. That's basically the yeah, yeah. Basically, basically that. And yeah. this is this is not as as beautiful, but it's also um, quite comfy in a way, uh, and it's way cheaper. Uh, but I decided I decided that the next thing that I'll get with my money will be uh, a nice Urban Miller chair uh, because this one is old and warranty is dead, uh, and well, it goes to my wife to or something, uh, and, and, and that's fine. Um, it's going to be your new kitchen chair. <laughs> kitchen could table. Be, could be, you yeah. know, like, like, like the, 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 the father at home kids, this is my chair, nobody sits there. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it, nowadays it's, it's, it's the cheaper stuff, cheaper with quality stuff you can yeah, get. the ratio, in terms of ratio. Yeah, which is comfy, gets your back. Uh, I have a lot of back problems, so it keeps me a little bit straight. Uh, well, it is what it is, uh, but yeah, I know it's it has that gamer, streamer, <laughs> rally driver yeah. aspect. But well, man, who cares? It's uh, I don't care about the yeah. aesthetics of this thing. I just want to have my back. Uh, yeah, of course. Right. More or less okay, and I think it's the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, the same. and I'm also a gamer, so it makes sense. me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I'm a gamer, so yeah, this is a cool thing to to own. It it, yeah. it it used to be. Now I now I, I'm going I'm going older. And I'm like no. I want a comfy, good looking chair. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Fantastic. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But uh, but 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 by the way, uh, um, I, I I I we're talking about the, the VCV uh, stuff and everything. I I I I do believe that nowadays people have much more choices and 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 and, and ways to experiment with that. There's also a cool new stuff that I've I've tried out the first version because they were offering it. It's from a company called Sherry Audio. I don't know if you guys know it or not. Um, Sherry Audio has a very good um, modular uh, environment, which works as VST as well, and way, way, way more lightweight uh, than VCV rack. And also has a ton of like, I think they have, uh, they reached the, the thousandth uh, I, module there. I think um, I've heard hear from it. Let, let me look it up. And that's also a very cool thing for people who are thinking about selling a kidney or selling a, 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 a lung or the house or the wife or whatever. Uh, they can experiment before committing to this. 
because this is very fun and everything, but in the end, it's a luxury. Like, I think I, I yeah, I, I know this. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jochem, you know him as well, uh, Boss, mm -hmm. uh, a good good friend of us. He he uh, he has he's using this. Yeah. Oh, nice. And nice. he's really happy with it. Cool. I'll check it out. I've never I've never yeah. um, share yeah, it got into yeah. modular as well even on the digital space i never got into it but i should i, um, I try i tried at least to bring you here but you're like no yeah the company <laughs> that makes chromophone also actually just released a modular thingy with their products and i i don't remember their name aas applied systems yeah exactly they also released the modular thing like uh, a couple of weeks ago i will give it a try yeah yeah it, it, it sounds it's, cool it's, sounds cool so yeah. well it saves you money man uh, which is also important i think uh, at some point mm -hmm. and yeah but it's a it's cool stuff to try and and if you don't mind using the mouse uh and experiment with stuff and if you like to experiment it's way more friendly than reactor and stuff like that you don't need to program anything so yeah mm -hmm. Does it have a community like Reactor and Max and MSP? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, I think Sherry Audio developed it. Apply acoustic systems? No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, Sherry Audio. Uh, the other, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Sherry Audio, they, they, they have an, a community uh, and they are. Uh, actually, this is quite cool as well. And, and we were talking about this in the beginning. Uh, they, they do really like to have a community so people tell mm -hmm. them what they would like to have in, in that in that. They're app. open to feedback. Yeah. So they develop for, for their customers. Like, I would love to have this, you know, sample and hold that does envelopes as well. And they try mm -hmm. to do that and implement on, 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 on their thing, um, which, which is awesome nowadays to have this uh, very direct communication between company and, and users. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a smart thing to do. Absolutely. Here's an interesting question from Spice Weasley. I, I saw it. Hi, yeah. Spice. Absolutely. Yeah. What's up, Spice? Uh, when somebody refers to a modular build, what is the opposite? Uh, like a modular setup as opposed to what else? Um, it's like fixed routing. You know, that's the that's the opposite. Like there are synths which have um, no. Uh, uh, options to reroute the, the fixed routing, basically. Okay. So normally it would be like an oscillator going to the filter into an uh, amplification section or whatever. Uh, there are many different ones possible, but that's the, that is a fixed routing and there's nothing you can change about it. There might be ways to modulate it, but it's, it's never able to, um, to switch places between the, the different elements and if, if the, if it's modular, basically all the functions are separate and you can route them in any way you want. I think that sums it up, right? Yeah. 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 Spot on, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's both of them are interesting worlds. I, I, that, that's I'm, what I think as well. You Does know, the matrix brute, brute count is modular? Yes, I think so because it is. It has a this. That's the one with the patch panel, right? The no, I think that's the very big one with the the um, the pads yes. for for yeah. matrix matrix uh, modulation. Uh, yeah. Matrix yeah. Modulation. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it it's is a, modular some, somehow. Well, it is modular because you can you, you can yeah. It has a modulation matrix. Yeah, so it it that's has it. It, there's a yeah. way to reroute the the routings there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, I, I think in the end it's just it's just another another um, how to say another uh, way of doing things. Um, both of them are, are are similar. One one of them gives you more options, which can be daunting. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends a lot about uh, what what you want out of the instrument that you are talking about. You know, if you want to, to be. Mm -hmm super creative and figure out the most weird fucked up sounds maybe <laughs> modular can be a good way to find those you know if you want something a bit more strict that you already know more or less how it will sound maybe a fixed architecture synth can work yeah. better for you actually i i mean is it's a shame that it's not possible in uh or not possible yeah not really possible in um, assembled modular synths to use matrix, patch matrix patching, but I yeah. think matrix patching as an idea is absolutely phenomenal. It's amazing. And yeah. for, for ages, it was only available on the, the synthy, you know, the EMS yeah. synthy. And my dream synth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's so powerful, yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really powerful, the, you know, having a matrix. And now some companies have, have been bringing it in bringing it back, you know, like the Erica yeah. synth and the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, and 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 I, I, Bukla has a matrix modulation thing, a module on their uh, E series, for example. Okay. Uh, yeah, which well, it's kind of expensive, but it's 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 the same principle. Uh, uh, and more and mm. more, it's more and more, it's coming out uh, on 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 many synths. The way the chance that you can route whatever you want. Okay, you cannot patch anything externally. That's that's fine, but you can decide which which way you want the signal to go. I think that's yeah. amazing. I think that yeah. that gives a lot of value to uh, to an instrument when you spend money on it. Yeah, I think so too. For sure, sure. Yeah. Like Michael oh. Freaker to Rhea. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah, Freaker, for example. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah it's uh, we were well, talking about this the other day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a very ship synth micro freak, which uh, has a matrix modulation uh, uh, system, uh, which makes it the core of that synth somehow. Um, so yeah, it's coming back in a way, or it's becoming more natural somehow. It depends. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's just that the panels are really, uh, really expensive. You know, to to have um, a, a panel, a matrix patch panel is is one of the most in in those instruments is one of the most uh, expensive, expensive parts of this. Parts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Plus the programming of all of that as well. It's 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 exhausting. <laughs> Joachim, you have a synthy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had it for ages, man. I bought it for for really really cheap, <laughs> but it's uh, it's still there, <laughs> and I would I would never get rid of it. It's uh, I mean every time I turn it on, it it still gives me things that I I didn't expect were possible on it. Yeah, cool. and it's it is because of the the matrix uh, system, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though you think you've tried, I mean, the thing is, when you own a synth for a long time, you kind of develop your own way of using it. And and the cool thing about this place is that other people come in and they they want to use the synthy because you know it's a, these days it's just an incredibly uh, expensive thing to have you know and uh, not many yeah. people buy one uh, even if they you know they're not very often on the market anyway so but so they want to try it and then they start doing things and they come up with things and I think what. <laughs> Is this yeah. my synthy? <laughs> Even though yeah, I've, that, that, I, that's yeah. funny that you say that because then yeah. because it's so versatile. Yeah. It, 
everyone's first impression of the Sinti might be very different. Like yeah. when I played with the Sinti, uh, you know, in, in, in your studio, I had a certain impression. But then uh, I think uh, one time after that, that, that you were doing something with it, which were, was completely different from what I got out of it, out of it. So then my impression uh, changed a whole lot because I, I mm. heard completely different stuff from, from the machine. Yeah. Are you talking about uh, when you took over the, the, the Ross box uh, to, to, to my studio? No, I'm uh, I'm talking about uh, it, it, it. It 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 was on that the uh, it, it was during those sessions that we did. But uh, on the first day, I uh, uh, you uh, you let me play with the Sinti, and I played with the Sinti a little bit, and I got some sounds out of it and mm. all. And then a while later, you were doing stuff with the Sinti, and that 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 was completely different than what I got out of it. So yeah. then my, my first impression completely changed because, you know, uh, because of the, the different sounds that I heard when, when you touched it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say and that it, it happens every... Well, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. true, but it happens every time uh, somebody works, works the Sinti here, you know? It's like uh, mm. um, they pat something in and um, even fairly fairly simple patches can mm. can lead to incredible uh, yeah. variation have you yeah. tried the um, digital counterparts or no? i've tried several ones yeah i think there there were some yeah at some point um I, that was just to check out whether it was going to be um interesting and and somehow as as uh, versatile as as the original just to out of curiosity i tried them and I think there was um, a French one at some point that was years ago, though, um, that got it pretty close. But um, yeah, again, you know, if if you have the the real one sitting around, but have you tried the studio one? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, I work with that a lot, and I really, really, really like it. Really like it. It's funny because. I'm constantly saying, oh, fuck, I'm, now I'm tired of the Sinti. I think it's finally time that I'm tired. And then I open just one last time and I get a new idea going on yeah. again. And I cool. fell in love. I fall in love with that Sinti every time I use it. It's really, it's really nice. I really like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It says something about the, um, about the builders of machines like that, you know, that, mm -hmm. um, if if you can build something that uh, after years or of use can give you uh, can still give you uh, new ideas and inspiration and can surprise you, you know I mean an instrument should be playful. It should be uh, encourage you to to yeah. play around with yeah. it and, and to to experiment and stuff like that. And um, yeah, sometimes um, machines like that come along, you know, that just are unexhaustible, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cynthia is a good example for sure. Yeah, you, you, you need you need to buy one or two. They go for twenty five k nowadays on auction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy. easy, yeah, it's crazy. Easy. Yeah. easy, you can sell yeah. that couch. You, you sell the, the couch, the TV. It, it, yeah, it's yeah everything in here. But the Cintrix is like three k or something, no? Two, uh, two, yeah, yeah, and it's a good one. It's a very good yeah. one. 
Um, yeah, but it's 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 not meant as a clone of the Sinti. Yeah, they, they mentioned on their website the the interface is a bit the same, but mm. the sound is not. And there's another brand called Portabella from from uh, from Germany. They make an an well, like pretty accurate clone, but that's already like five K or something already. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. Portabella Sinti is like uh, that. That's like really aimed to be to be a hardware clone. Yeah, mm. that's still yeah, way more affordable than an, orig an original one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like yeah. 25k, like I, I wouldn't mind if I had the money, but 25k, <laughs> it's it's crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. In good yeah. state, so, of course, like yeah, fully comment. working. Yeah. Awaiting the very good Cinti knockoff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no. I'm, I, I would no. wait for from the for the cheaper knockoff of the Beringer one. Beringer one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see someone do a cheaper, cheaper knockoff than Beringer and say, from, from, from Beringer, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man, this is Berigo. Eh, Berigo. <laughs> Berigo. <laughs> and now, now you have it here. No, but but it's it's amazing to have those machines around, like. Um, Sometimes I wish I, I wish I will I will be older somehow so that I could leave you guys uh, era a little bit when those machines were cheaper than nowadays. But yeah, so somehow it was the golden age because people were getting rid of their um, analog junk, you know. Yeah, and, to the dolls, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they, they, everybody wanted to switch to computers and and uh, all those classic synths. Or I mean, the, the synths which are now called classic synths yeah. were were basically uh, traded for for very low prices, and now they've they've just become Jeez. insanely expensive. Maybe let's talk about beats. I just saw an interesting one. I saw um, one from Beat Builder. What's up, Beat Builder? Hey, Beat Builder. A good hey. gear, a gear well suited for polyrhythms. What oh, do you think, Robin? Do you uh, use polyrhythms? I don't know if I'm using polyrhythms. I mean, polyrhythms. Uh, is it like like having the same Hyatt programs in in? <laughs> In, in, in various <laughs> different, uh, you know, in signatures or, or different or, different yeah. signatures in one in one uh, uh, arrangement, basically. Mm, good question. Like like time I mean, signatures. All, well, I'm, all the I'm, all the electron gear is 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 polymetric. capable of Yeah, polymetric. okay, yeah. Then uh, then it probably relates to the question before that, which is which is the most inspiring drum machines for the guests and why. Yeah, oh, for me. That's a good. Yeah, let's let's yeah, do that one. Yeah. Uh, for 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 me now. It is definitely the analog rhythm, and uh, I mean, I I love my TR nine hundred nine. It it makes amazing uh, TR nine hundred nine sounds, which is an advantage. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the disadvantage is it only makes uh, TR nine hundred nine sounds, you know, and you have to process all those sounds to make it like really, really uh, great. So. Uh, yeah, I mean the analog rhythm. You you really have to dive into it. But in, in my opinion, the analog rhythm is a great rhythm synthesizer. So you can synthesize your your own sounds from scratch. And then because it's you you can load in samples in it. I I made a sample library for the rhythm from my TR909. So I have those sounds in my rhythm as well, and I sometimes layer them as well. You know, and then it becomes uh, extra powerful. And uh, yeah, so for me personally, uh, my my workhorse to go to would be the analog rhythm here for now. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, it's it's an yeah. it's an insanely highly tweakable. It's it's like you said, it's not a really a drum machine. It's a drum synth. It's it's, it's a, a drum synth synthesizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yeah. But but it doesn't work for everyone, you know. I know yeah. I I know someone who I, I know someone. Too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know someone too who, who, who traded who tra it in for a machine drum, <laughs> yeah. which is also great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The thing the thing with the uh, the rhythm for me was the um, I I have the the I have a lot of uh, analog uh, drum machine drum machines, you know, like uh, the, yeah. the the whole Roland series and and some drum synths uh, from other brands and uh, you know so basically that territory is already covered you know what i mean yeah. like the flavors i get from i got from yeah. the uh, the rhythm were not giving me so much stuff that that i wasn't able to do i mean yeah it, it's not the same but you know the same similar flavors you know yeah. and 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 the other the other stuff is uh for me a bit more open-ended you know multiple more outputs and um yeah. different flavors because i mean in terms of portability the, the rhythm beats everything you know you can take it on the road and it's it's like a, a whole studio inside a box you know and, but for use in the studio it didn't really add too much to the um the palette you know so and and the yeah. um, the machine drum did you know that is that is like a flavor that i i didn't yeah. have um, and you can go really crazy with the machine drum oh man <laughs> in a good yeah. way yeah yeah and it's also a really good performance instrument as well you know with um, everything pretty much on the on the surface of the machine Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, I just you know sometimes you gel with something and sometimes you don't, you know. You don't. And um, and it's not uh, one thing is not better than the other one. But in in my situation, no, the the machine drum was um, a more sort of um, um, yeah sensible addition to the arsenal. What about you, uh, Gustavo? Drum machines. Well, Analog rhythm, uh, like Robin, completely. Uh, it's it, it, it's my uh, studio brain actually. It's it's I cannot live without that thing. Uh, it can do anything. It can be. I even say I even dare to say you can you can do live acts just with with the rhythm and and sounding like fully as a track. Mm. Um, and it's it's what I use with in all my tracks in all my lives. I I I got a um, I got a um, I I own I own those boutique Roland machines, which they are super fun. Um, my fingers don't think it's super fun, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's 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 super cool. Uh, I sold them uh, because I was just using the rides for the TR09, for example. <laughs> I was like, no, mm -hmm. uh, and and I bought a mod a model a model cycles from Electron. Uh, because it was cheap, and I said, "Well, this looks fun to take to the sofa or whatever, or as a, sec a secondary drum machine for, for example, a more complex live act." Um, and it's the electron way of thinking, which I'm already used to. Uh, but I will say it's the rhythm for me. I, I, I used to have modular drums. I sold them all. It, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's useless somehow, uh, unless you okay. want to go, unless you want to build a fully drum rack. Uh, actually, I. I, I did not gel with it. It wasn't for mm. me. Um, and it's too much money to build a drum machine uh, on the modular, which most of the times they're trying to mimic 909s and 808s and That's 707s. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Uh, for that, I prefer to buy a, a 606 or whatever. And uh, yeah. I, I still use sometimes uh, the computer. Uh, Ableton Live uh, um, drum uh, the drum kits things. I still I still have a lot of old uh, samples that I created 
uh, back in the days when I just had a computer. So and and sometimes it's quite quite uh, cool because then again you have those very cool uh, Max for Live uh, drum only um, sequencers which they do crazy stuff to to the drums, mm -hmm. and you can drive completely. Uh, um, crazy things going on there just to add a little sparkle here and there. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it is it is rhythm for me most of the times, especially because it's very easy to do polymeters there. And I love to work with polymeters, as someone said there. I love to do polymeters. For polyrhythmic stuff, um, it is not the best one. Uh, actually, it doesn't do very well, uh, polyrhythmic stuff. It gets completely crazy. But yeah, that's, that's the one for me. It's rhythm as well. <laughs> Nice one. So, and um, Arthur, you, you said, yeah, you said you were you have a user of uh, drum racks, Ableton drum racks. Is that what you use for drums as well, or um... uh, uh, I, I use um, back when we when I told you about the the racks was a effect rack. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, for synths, whatever drums, even if I have to use, I use effects racks. Uh, when it comes to drums, really, I just use the shittiest drum 909 samples ever <laughs> that I can get my hands on, and I use them as much. But do as they I can. work? You know, that's, yeah, they work. If they work, then that's that's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is this saturation now that I showed to Gustav the last time I was at this place. Yeah. Uh, it's called VHS. It's a free assemble for reactor yeah. that somehow makes. Not the simplest 909 samples sound really, really nice. Really, really okay. nice. I use yeah. I use that VHS thing on all the drums for my Axis LP. I use it on everything, and I don't know. It you really get that. Again, I hate to say this stuff, but you really get that old schoolish feel to the drums. You know, the kicks, the get saturated, and all that stuff. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. I really like to use it. Yeah, it's called VHS. I'm wondering VHS. if it's based on the VHS videotape thing that it's that that's the, that is the situation that it uh, does. Yeah, okay. yeah, he kind of wants to do something like that. Yeah, and you have like a noise. It's not like, of course, it's not a noise generator. It's like mm. huge samples of noise that you can turn on and off and you get some artifacts and whatever. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. You can so do you have um, uh, somehow uh, a collection of kits? Because what, what I, I always have a trouble with, um, and it's also true for the from when I was trying to work with the rhythm, but it's also true for working with drums inside the door. Um, basically, all the drums that you find in different places—it's uh, it's sometimes it's it's a challenge to assemble them into a kit that works uh, as mm. a coherent set, you know. Yeah. Um, and with drum machines, it's easier because you basically uh, are working from one machine. It's all got some uh, sort of a flavor which which sort of connects the sounds in in a way. Um, you know, even though, you know, for example, on a machine drum, they can come from different machines or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, but on the more classic drum machines, you know, the, the, they are basically completely tuned kits, you know, like they are, yeah. are presented to, to the user as a, as a coherent, uh, set of drums. So how do you go about choosing the right, uh, drum sounds for, for your music when there's so much choice? Yeah. yeah you know? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I only use the 909 kit 
by okay. going <laughs> since right. since two since two years or something. Oh, and I, I would yeah. I, I would really like to try some drums, some other drums and whatever. But nothing really pops my ear like it should. I mean, kicks I can I have I had made recently some kicks out of not not based on the nine one nine one like doing with operator and all that stuff and had some grand delay and all that stuff and making some some cool kicks but like hi-hats and all that stuff i only use uh, the 909 ones unfortunately because i'm kind of getting a bit tired of that you know i would like to mix it up a bit but to be honest i search and search and search i try to do them i listen to some drum to so to some drum kits from ableton and all that stuff and there, there isn't much that really that i i like a lot you know Okay. So, yeah. But I mean, if I listen to your stuff, it, uh, I mean, it is, uh, of course, I can hear some of the stuff that uh, clearly represents or is 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 sort of uh, coming from the nine oh nine originally. But it doesn't sound like a nine oh nine. You know, it's it's processed I so know. heavily. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. 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 Yes. So um, how, how do you? I... Sorry. No, go on. Sorry. I'm, you were about to ask how I process, probably. The yeah, yeah. Things. I mean, you you told yeah. you told us uh, some of the VHS, but there must be many other ways because. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like mm. bring delay, like using different types of reverbs and delays and echoes and whatever, uh, to to make like, for example, with a echo from Ableton, making it really really short, the mm. the tempo, you know, like it makes a crack 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 instead of a tss, tss, tss. Mm. and it, it creates a really nice sound for the the heads and I, I like weird different tricks like those you know like using some granular effects on the drums itself and they, most of times they end up not sounding at all like 909 stuff but yeah the, the original sound for me to to feel inspired to process or process it further has has to be a nine oh nine most of the time. Mm. But yeah, I, I need to change this a bit. I, I, I feel <laughs> like I need to change this. Well you can either process it even further or or choose a different sound source yeah. yeah i mean that's the thing about the 909 you know i mean i yeah. I, I, pref- I i use the original one but i always split out the, the 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 channels and have like a different chain of stuff going on on each instrument and um you know i've done many things uh where it the sound eventually came out like sounding like basically completely unlike a 909 but uh, for some reason, the sounds are so, um, you know, chunky and and full of, uh, you know, they have a rich spectrum, you know, so they are very good for processing, you know, there's always yeah, something yeah. you can do with it. And the par- parameters on the 909 are pretty limited, you know, their decays are, are like... They're not all over the place, you know. It's it's, it's like you know, really limited. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. limited, but it is just enough to to get like a really um, um, huge variety of of uh, of sonic material if you if you start processing them heavily. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's um it's 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 a very um, you know some some sounds you know they they just yeah. become worse when you process them, but uh, you know with a nine nine for some reason. Uh, it always uh, holds up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Sorry, go, go, go. No, go, Robin. Go, go. No, what, what, what I wanted to say, Jochem, at uh, uh, in your place, you have what is yeah, it? That's I, exactly I think it's why an old, I use it. They actually weren't were back when I was. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Mini, mini, mo. Mini, mini, mo. I have to go first. first. <laughs> no worries. Hello? <laughs> it's the light, I it's think. Like a, it's like a, you can go ahead and... Okay, okay, no, okay. <laughs> now, uh, Jochen, what I wanted to say is that at your place you have this, this, this Tascam recorder with mm -hmm. separate, separate microphone inputs that have a certain gain, like this really old cheap recorder. And we run the 909 through it and it gives this really nice distortion over the hi-hats and all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it's... That, that's one uh, of the things I really like to to process a nine oh nine signal. You know, it's it, it really gave this uh, I don't know distorted, but still really friendly and usable. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know what what it is. I'm um, I, I sound like a total nine oh nine fanboy, but it's just a go to machine for me. You know, and and um, mm -hmm. uh, it's true for the eight oh eight to some extent as well, but. Um, like I said, you know, whatever you do to it, it still holds up, you know, and that's yep. important. It's, um, it is, you know, the levels are very consistent. Um, even if you, if you use the accents and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, um, um, yeah, it's a type of sound that has, uh, basically every instrument in the 909, if you add everything up together, you basically cover the entire uh, frequency spectrum. So there's always, um, you know, if if you if you use bandpass filters or you use uh, distortion or some kind of resonant type chain, you know that sort of creates tone out tonality out of the the sources. You know, um, there's always enough, just enough material in the source sound that uh, that does interesting things to everything uh, further on in the chain. You know, mm -hmm. and that's not true for every every drum sound. You know, some some sounds just get degraded or. Uh, become like this very gener generic noisy stuff, you know, and for some reason the 909 always uh, stays intact or keeps retains its punch or has, uh, has a certain uh, impact still. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah sure. Like the, the 808 for me, the kick especially is so hard to make it work on a track. So, 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 so hard. For me, I know people that do it a lot. Like I can hear in some Oscar Malera tracks and Tamuda as well. He really does it well. But me, I can't really use an 808 kick properly on, on a, at least on the style that I'm doing lately. So well, the the um, uh, how do you say that? The, um, it is very uh, tempting to use too much decay on the kick. You think you know because yeah, especially if you listen on lower volumes, you know you you tend to give a kick more sub or more decay. And and um, especially yeah. the, the eight eight oh eight doesn't need it. <laughs> no, the length the length the, the eight oh eight kick can go to is is especially if you use it in a rapid succession. You know, like mm -hmm. if you have like an incidental kick, you know, like hip hop style or whatever, then it's mm -hmm. fine to have this sort of rumble going on. But if you just use a a more sort of straightforward electro or techno pattern, a long eight oh eight kick is yeah. just uh, just basically swallows the entire yeah, bottom end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, re I read somewhere that some 808s have 
the kick, if you put the decay full, you know, to max, that the, the, the total length of the kick is 12 seconds. <laughs> okay, I never like, measured you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. On the, some 808s, I, I mean, like like with every 909, every 808 is a little bit the same, you know, yeah. and you have different uh, versions, uh, slightly different versions, different calibrated and all. Yeah, But 12 I, seconds, that's, that's like a... a like a mid-size warehouse uh, reverb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then from the machine already, you know, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's almost like eight bars. <laughs> Depends on the BPM, um, but, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, on, so. our, on our BPMs, more or less. But, but, but yeah, but, but I, I agree to something. Like, I, I, I've, I work a lot with 909 samples plus the drum synthesis on the, on the analog rhythm. I, I, I found it sounds good to me, but... Anyway, everything is processed as well. Like all the all all the heads, the things go go to be processed. Um, same inside the inside the machine, you mean, or no, or outside no. as well? I I run the kick to the analog hit uh, that I have here, uh, hmm. so all kicks go there, um, and uh, all the rest all the rest goes to auto boom and then auto beam. So boom beam computer. <laughs> <laughs> boom beam computer. Well, and I'm that's ho- an interesting chain. <laughs> yeah, and, and okay. I'm hoping to get yeah. a BAM, so boom beam BAM computer. But um, okay. but it, it's the only way that makes sense to me somehow to make it. And then on the computer, I again process it again on the computer, uh, those sounds. Um, so, so in your case, uh, Gustavo, do you print... Uh, the audio with effects, or do you separate them along the way and record them separately? <sighs> well, um, nowadays I'm trying to record the uh, dry ones because I got many complaints about tracks for my tracks of mine for remixes, where people are like, dude, this is full of distortion. I said, sorry, <laughs> but but I, I it, it is the I, it is I, it is. I, I spent several days trying to process one of your remix sounds to uh, <laughs> for a remix for you that gave me headaches and uh, yeah so yeah well so so basically <laughs> I'm I'm trying to what what I'm doing is basically uh, since I'm using an RME and they have this very cool software total total mix mm. I can basically and and I, I hate patch base um, and so all my pedals or FX units are connected to my, uh, my, my, my converter or RME. So I route them internally on total, on total mix. So I can record both of the, um, both of the, of the channels, dry and processed. So nowadays I'm trying to record when I remember the unprocessed ones. But usually I always record processed stuff, always. Yeah, because that what you explain is basically just to to make it more accessible afterwards. But for the production, it doesn't really make a difference then. No, zero zero difference for me because that's yeah. the sound that I want. Like this is the color yeah. sound that I want. It is not yeah. the, the dry one. Like for dry one, yeah, I won't do it anything. But also, but also for remixes, you know, in the end, the, they they should be you know happy with the sound that you want that you intended. You know, it's not your problem. That's a yeah, look. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. very, very like harsh. Like I don't fucking care. Like that's the sound that that made the track. So yeah, yeah. in exactly. a way, yeah. in a way, dude, be creative. Turn that big synth in a plip or plop or whatever. I yeah, mean, I don't know. That's the, I think that's what I did with my remix. <laughs> that I turned the remi- mix synth into a little uh, yeah. Look, your remix yeah. came well. Like uh, yeah. uh, I I know Artur for example as well. He he he. It's just like it's 
it, it's it's the challenge of getting something out, out out of that. I think that's the most yeah. important thing. Like, yeah, at least for me, in 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 my taste of, of uh, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I I never like to do a remix which sounds exactly the same as the original one, but you change the kick and the in the hi hat. No, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that for me it's a little bit lazy, or like I, yeah, I don't fucking remixes. care. Yeah, with no, remixes, is a, is a is a bit tricky sometimes, you know, because at least for my personal taste, when yeah. someone is remixing me, I like to to hear a bit of my uh, of the original on the remix, sure, but not sure. the same vibe as the the original, and it's really hard to to hear. Hear a really nice remix nowadays, in my opinion, at least, because I hear so many remixes that I mean, for example, you, Gustav, you are a really nice remixer, you know, because you really respect the original and you add your stuff on top and all that stuff, and it's perfect. No, no, from the remixes that I heard recently, please. Uh, but okay, many other you. remixes are uh, as solo pieces of music are fantastic, but as a remix, it's strange you know like it doesn't really have nothing of the original and yeah it, it, it's really i mean i have my opinion it's, no, it's my a matter opinion, of taste you know, it's a matter of taste yeah, in yeah, the yeah, end yeah, it's it taste it, it is not like no mm -hmm. this is a rule like no of course no, not no, no, no. but but yeah but um for me like it makes sense to basically record what is processed and well when i remember i do record stuff because Robin was not the only one complaining about this, so I say okay. <laughs> oh, I'll try. You do the, you do the same, right, uh, uh, Joachim? You you also record things as as they sound on the chain, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, um, uh, I I basically commit as early as possible in the process, you know, because mm -hmm. I like to uh, w once I've dialed in the sound that I like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. Um, yeah, even though sometimes I can I can hear like technical problems in there, you know, like maybe something has too much sub and you know, it's sort of shaking the room and and I know that's that is not what I want from the sound, you know, but you know, I I just still record it because I know it's easily going to be fixed in in um in you know, when mixing or whatever. Mix, yeah. So basically I, I my decision to keep something is when when I think the vibe is good, you know, when I think yeah. it's it's an interesting sound and it combines well or it sits well in in the mix or it you know, it captures some some of of the ideas that I had, you know, and uh I I also must say that the you know, recording recording something and committing early is is first of all speeding up the process mm -hmm. and and even if it does present some problems down the line, you know, I like the the whole um fixing uh fixing it up uh process as well because yeah. again that also introduces some kind of character to it you know yeah. um i mean um yeah, yeah. so um it, it it yeah it's just uh a better way for me because i you know just keeping on tweaking things eventually ends up in in changing it so much that you lose right. the original vibe so i would rather just yeah, you know, dial true. it in quickly um you know decide okay this is what i'm gonna go for and then yeah. just uh, make it part of the recording yeah no I, I i also have that as well like i don't want to rethink about it and and as much and at least for me um the more i think the more damage i do most of the time yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So basically, you you dial it in or you create it on the fly, 
just based on your intuition and your your gut feeling and and that yeah. is nine out of ten times that's that's gonna do it you know that's gonna f be fine yeah yeah you, you take it from there yeah and tour, do, do you do the same with the computer computer wise like you dial no, in and it like, stays no i since i work on the digital environment i have a lot of flexibility in the long term if anything when i listen to the whole thing if anything isn't if something isn't clicking well with me, I can change it very rapidly and it won't affect a lot the rest of the stuff. Because I, I work with media, I don't record the stuff that I do. I always keep them the things running, mm -hmm. the VSTs, the drum kits, whatever. I don't record anything. I know a lot of people that record, but I mean, my computer is decent, so I can just have it playing. You can afford to keep your... Uh, you can afford to keep everything open as a, as a as a as an instrument instead of uh, yeah. printing to audio or bouncing. Yeah, yeah. most um, of the times. Yeah. But do you, do you, I mean how do you avoid uh, to get into the rabbit hole too much then? Because uh, if you if you are keeping all these options open towards the very end, you know, how do you keep yourself from not uh, programming the whole thing to death? I, I mean, I have a punk a bit of a punk attitude when it comes to this stuff. Sometimes I know things aren't really perfect, but they work and I just let them go as they are, you know, which okay. sometimes yeah. can be a bit hurtful for the tracks. But I mean, with some tracks, I'm, I have this attitude that, okay, it's not sounding like shit. It's not bad. It's decent. It's playable. It's on okay. the loudness. is okay. The volume is okay. So, okay. It's the mix is not bad. Uh, as well so it's okay i don't i try really not to overthink things too much i mean if the elements are clicking with me i finish it i if there is one element that's really popping up in my head in a bad way i try to fix it very quickly and i let it go you know okay well then you have you've you've basically developed a way to to uh to keep yourself from going down down rabbit holes and stuff like that yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah. i really try to stay <laughs> yeah i really try to to stay away from that that's why i'm always very afraid of whenever i have to send a remix or an ep or whatever somebody says Okay, but the mix could be a bit better. I'm like, oh, fuck, how will, how will I solve this? I have no idea how to solve this. <laughs> yeah, and I get uh, that. When that happens, I get into the loop, you know, of that loop of I don't know well, what I have to change to make this sound better, and I end up making it sound worse. And yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think we've all been there. I mean, yeah. this is a recognizable uh, theme for everybody who's ever made music. You know, yeah. there is there is this stage where um, where everything you do is going to be ruining something in the track you know there you yeah. you, you enter no, no matter what you do <laughs> yeah 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 you you, en yeah. you enter the the but realm actually, of trade-offs and yeah. and at some point um you know you can improve one sound but then you think oh man it doesn't really sit as well as as before and then you start you know pulling some stuff down in another region and it and it it's all becomes such a mess and then you're basically just fighting you're making stuff compete with each other instead of having a smooth coherent thing and then in the end you decide okay well it you know 30 versions earlier was actually the best version <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know just going to yeah. go back to that <laughs> yeah, you do you do you do you have a system for for uh, saving at some point because 
I usually when I when I do something when I finish something in the box, right? Usually it's 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 a very quick process recording it and committing it to 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 tape, you know, between yeah. brackets. Yeah. And then um, I I basically fix everything else in the box. I sometimes do overdubs, you know, if if it's necessary. But pretty much everything that gets recorded is done in real time. And then I basically choose a section to work on to finish as a as a final mix. Um, and then um, basically, uh, yeah, from there I try to be as quick as possible usually. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, because if if I if I spend too much time on it. Um, I might get into the yeah in, in, into a territory where it wasn't quite it it's sort of ending ending up in a, as a different thing than I that I started uh, started yeah, it yeah, out yeah. as so and I'd rather just ditch the whole thing and and then it's basically whenever I do make an incremental edit you know like I I change something fundamental about for example the bass line or whatever or some compression setting or something like that I save it as a version um, so when I fuck it up later down the line, I can always go back to where it was, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, small, very, very small tweaks or arrangement tweaks. I'm not bothered to bother saving too much. But if it's something about the, how the sounds work together, I definitely yeah. make that a version just to even though, even though the whole thing is the same, it might just be one dB here and and you know puts yeah. it in a different kind of um, context or whatever. You know that will be a version because um, down the line that might be an edit that you want to go back to and and take out. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I also but do double double plugins. So if one EQ has one setting and I need another little tweak, yeah. I just add another EQ rather than okay. trying to re EQ the the EQ that I was happy with before. You know, I just yeah. stack, I just keep stacking them so I can I can always take them out or or, yeah. or yeah. bypass them. I, I only I only do versions when. Like I have some doubts, mixing wise, you know. Um, sometimes I have this urge to make some different versions because of some uh, creative parts, like a different sequence or a different pattern on the drums or whatever. But I really try to commit to the stuff that I did initially, and I try to go with it till the end. Mixing wise, if comes. The time that somebody tells me, okay, there is a problem with the mix on this one, I try to do some multiple mixes. But <clears throat> as I told you, most of the times as well, the initial one tends to be the <laughs> the, the best. So yeah, I, I actually I actually I only do a, a second version when I need to remix down the remix down. So mixing down the track again. What I normally do is I either do like you, uh, Joachim, I just stack stuff and then I just delete back until it's back again where it should be. Or I duplicate that audio channel or MIDI channel and I just say version 2, version 3, version 4. And in the end, I just uh, see which one makes more sense. Um, but normally, normally I, I was never a dude of recording like version 29. And <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense for me. <laughs> Um, what what can make sense is have a little bit of different sounds on the same project, and recall them just by unmuting or muting them again. Uh, but yeah. if and if, if not if if doesn't work in the end, it's a, a easy delete, enter recycle bin, new one. Let's go. I never mm. keep stuff. I, stuff that, that that I don't think it gels or don't think I'm having fun or I don't think it's. Uh, it, Anything, I just delete it, and I, I, just because I know I'll be, I'll be like two, three, four days 
thinking about that project and what can I do and what 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 what, what did I do wrong and what what can I change and it becomes a crazy loop that I prefer not to be inside. So I like to save everything actually because I don't something <laughs> might not work now, but in a month or something it, it might work. That, that actually it happened this last week. A uh, project that I was uh, that I hadn't touched in two months or something. Now I made it work to a to a track that I actually like a lot. So yeah, that happens. That probably also happens to you guys as well, no? Or yeah, coming back to something that you abandoned. Absolutely. Yeah, coming back to something you abandoned a while ago uh, with fresh ears can sometimes uh, give you like a spark and and you decide to to take it further. That happens sometimes, but. Um, to be honest, I enjoy starting things more than rehashing all their things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, yes. But for example, I'm I'm working on an album now, and the album project is pretty slow. It's it's like 120 BPM something and very deep. And I also. Uh, I love to make like proper techno tracks. So right, right now these days I'm switching a bit back and forth with you know composing new techno music, which is I don't know 133, 135, something like that, and sometimes go back to the album to be just be in a different state of mind to make music which is a bit more calmer, very deep and all. And yeah, I I I like to. Uh, uh, I I don't see the album thing as as uh, as old stuff that I am trying to brush up in a way, but it's just yeah like a like a side project that, that I'm that I tend to go to once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have the both worlds going mm -hmm. on, you know. Yeah. Nice. What I do is I keep some tracks like for a few days, weeks without touching them, and then re-listen back. And if yeah, it's okay, something yeah. good there. I I'll go, but if if after like two three times I listen to that, I said nah, no good. I, and it I, doesn't click. Then it's uh, I know. I do prefer to delete them. I I know myself very well, and I know that I will let my OCD control all the <laughs> things. So no, no, thank you. I already have too many thoughts on my head every day. So go away, yeah. start new, start fresh. Uh, yeah. Something some something better will come. Sure. Do do any any of you ever go into the studio just with the idea to to play around with stuff instead of having the giving yourself the assignment to make a track? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, especially now with the digital. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And do you and do you record yeah. that? Do you record that? Yeah, everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah. I press records in Ableton, and I start jamming away and. That's that's what I mentioned earlier. That's how I came up with a lot of things with artifacts and little mistakes, you know. I, I mean, and then I suddenly have, uh, have like 20 minutes of mistakes, you know, brilliant, because they are very usable, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, and uh, let's see. Yeah. Beat Builder is back with a question. Do you combine that, different parts of audio? Yeah, do you do combine different parts of audio Recorded in a slow evolving jam, or do you just cut a bit out and be finished? Wait, Most I, I, of the time, it's slow evolving jams. Now, I, I, I'm trying I, to make sense of this. Wait, do you come parts of audio recorded? Uh, oh, okay. I, I think I got it. So, adding audio clips of hours to slow evolving jams. 
No, I don't think it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think like he needs you, you different, long, you, different you long, uh, long takes and then stack together as a track. Yeah, that maybe. you take take the, the pieces out of the long takes. Ah, okay. Instead oh, yeah. of Sorry. recording small parts and and looping those. Sorry, no. I, that, I, that's how I understood it. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, like like if you record like an hour of stuff, and do you use it as basically how it appeared on the timeline, or do you then go in and select different bits and work with those? I think that's what the question is. Yeah. Um, well, uh, my answer would be both. <laughs> yeah, both. But nowadays, what I do a lot, back, going back to that question, because I think this is also a little bit related, I've, um, and I've created a nice system, because I used to come to the studio just to jam, jam without making tracks, just having fun, just exploring stuff, experimenting mm -hmm. stuff. But I didn't record anything, which is true. I, I didn't record anything. Uh, when this whole pandemic situation started and everything, um, I started and uh, started streaming and all that stuff. Uh, I said, "Why not do? Why not do uh, uh, sample packs for people and stuff?" And I've been having quite a lot of fun now recording them as just loops, not not, not like a single session, uh, mm -hmm. but trying to record loops. Uh, and 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 I've been having a lot of fun with that because um, instead of then having to go to a very big stem and try to see whatever I cut from there. Um, I'll have immediately like, let's say, 20, 25, 30 baseline kind of sounds from, I don't know, buccal modular rhythm, whatever. So I've been doing that a lot, and I've been reusing those on my tracks uh, a lot, mm -hmm. which, which, which were made without on, on days where I just, well, I'm always here. So uh, when I, I, I'm there, basically, just purely... I just want to see what does what does this go to, and I don't want to do any tracks. I don't want to do commit to an arrangement or anything. Um, so yeah, and and that's super fun. I've been having tons of fun doing that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I I just like the I I do record everything, by the way. So um, whenever I kind of go into the studio and, and yeah. put down a synth, just with the idea, just to see what it can do and explore you know and mm -hmm. then i do record it um but without any attention to make a track you know or mm -hmm. to make a piece of music out of it and uh, very often uh it becomes a starting point or it does become a track but it's the mindset yeah. you know if the yeah. if, if you have a mindset of um uh okay i gotta start something and it needs to be uh, a result somehow mm -hmm. um if you abandon that idea, if you just sit down and and have fun, uh, and and uh, you know, even even with the knowledge that it might somehow turn up in some track, you know that you you know you have this sort of completely blank canvas and an open mind that sometimes causes things to happen that you would normally not uh, encounter. You know, you go into territories that you would normally not go into because you might stop yourself because you think eh, maybe that's not useful, but in the you never know down the line if it's going exactly. to be useful if you, if you stop yourself yeah. from doing it so yeah. i think it's a really good for me it's a good way to just have have fun and enjoy myself without yeah. feeling guilty afterwards if it's just three hours of noise you know yeah but uh very often it does end up in in something that is uh, eventually useful or uh, usable or or a starting point or an idea or something so, so it's just it's it's basically all about just uh you know playing around and and uh having the mindset 
that it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to become need something. To be, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most so of the times yeah. you just go to the studio just to make sounds without thinking, okay, I have to finish. Well, you know, yeah. m even not make sounds, just just enjoy the interaction with, with a, a piece of gear and then yeah. just listen to how, you know, how the machine works, how crazy you can get with it or... You know, just exploring the range of an instrument or, you know, just, uh, you know, without a purpose at all, just to enjoy the machine and enjoy yeah. the moment and, uh, you know, just hear the the room rumble <laughs> with bass or whatever. And, um, yeah, just um, see how far you can, you can push it, you know, like uh, try to get into territory where the thing is just almost uh glitching up or something like that you know it's it's just a really fun way of um finding out about what the machines can actually do so it's you learn something from it about the machine but it's also you know um again you might end up with something that is useful in terms of um you know sounds that come out of it that can be used in a different context you can make a kit out of it or something or you can use a section yeah. as a basis of a track you know whatever but um but without the without that actual idea just purely enjoy it's like a joyride you know like a, taking your car and just drive for no reason yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah, that, yeah. that's awesome yeah that's i awesome. i i mean I not a generation like guys like me and gustavo robin i, I don't know very well we had uh, we didn't have the opportunity to talk many times but uh, i know more about what gustavo does like we can be as free to do whatever we want but there is there there's also the pressure to to finish music to sign a certain ep that you have already scheduled or something which can be a bit limiting i mean i have a lot of fun doing uh, music if i have some some something scheduled for a certain label i really like the challenge of working a lot to make that happen mm. you know but at the same time of course i'm not i'm not as free as i could be you know so and gustavo i know gustavo also um is in a similar position with but you you have your own label and you work mainly with your own label yeah, you can right. be completely free to do all that stuff and must be must feel really really nice to, to well i i actually i actually try to carve out time sometimes just to do that you know just uh mm -hmm. because uh um yeah as soon as something starts to feel like a job for me i'm uh, i'm quitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, if I have something scheduled or something, it doesn't feel like a job or any. I really, it really excites me. The the challenge, it really keeps me going. You know, uh, mm -hmm. so, and I like that that feeling a lot. But yeah, at the same time, for example, I would like to explore sometimes more soundtrackish stuff and I don't really find the time to work on that stuff unfortunately used to do all that stuff. No, you know you know I think I think in the end I think in the end you it is not it, it is not easy somehow when you do have a really tight schedule to present stuff uh, and, and, and and you are being on that 
position of you have to deliver, right? You're expected to deliver. Um, some people do work better on pressure, others don't. I love, I love to, work, to work on pressure. It, it brings me to a different realm of my music somehow. Uh, but, but that's the reason why I created my own label. It's, it's purely my mental diarrhea going on a release, basically. <laughs> Um, starting on the names of the tracks and going to the sounds. It's it's basically it's basically that. Uh, but but I understand what you're saying. It it it's, it it. But I think it depends on the person. Some people don't cope well when they have pressure and they have to deliver a certain thing. I also think that is I that is it. not. Mm -hmm. You know, for me that's that's something cool. But it's as um like a side job. You know. On the other way around, I do also love to go freeform and whatever comes out. It it really depends on my mood, actually. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think it ends up being on 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 your um, on your persona somehow. Like, do you work well on pressure? Do you like to work on pressure? Do you like to have a goal to to follow? Mm -hmm. I think it ends up being that. And some people can't. Some people don't. Uh, well, I I, I I I enjoy doing both, you know, because I, working yeah, on the too. pressure gives me a rush, you know. It That's and it. it's and yeah. it's and yeah, it's. Exactly. Um, uh, and just doing music for fun or just making sounds for no reason gives me a rush as well, you know. So it's it's about that, you know. It's about having fun. Yeah. And, um But yeah, I mean, f having to finish something is is definitely uh, making you make making you do. Uh, uh, yeah, make different decisions along the way because. You discard everything that's not necessary and just just focus on the things that are necessary, and that's a whole other mindset. But it's uh, it's equally as rushy, you know. It can e be equally yeah. enjoy enjoyable. Um, but I was just wondering, you know, because um, I mean, uh, pretty much everybody I know, I talk to and I know just got into music because it gave them um, uh, a way to express themselves and you know, like uh, explore and and you know. You know, think about things, and and uh, you know, it's there's there's so many reasons why you you can get into music, but the creative process itself is something yeah. you can you can uh, not destroy, but you can it can get it can get to the background if you if you become too systematic about things. So, mm -hmm. I think for me, what works is to alternate the moments where I'm just uh, allowing myself to have fun with it, and other moments where I have yeah. to. Uh, finished stuff, you know. I think it's a health, yeah. healthy balance, yeah. yeah. No, and I also think that keeps it interesting because uh, when you're yeah, doing absolutely. when you're doing projects that you need to finish and deliver, you're starting thinking, oh, I want my free time to do whatever the fuck I want. And mm -hmm. when you and when that time arrives, you're like, damn, I'm hyped. Let's go. Uh, uh, so I, I I I do really believe that that's uh, um, at least for me, it's a good thing. Like it's having those. Different moments, which which you can always enjoy differently. Uh, mm. um, in a different way, yeah. Different way. It makes sense. They're, the both, whole, they're both interesting. Yeah. In the whole creative cycle of things, I think they they need to happen, and and, and they make and they and they do make sense uh, to happen. At least for me. Yeah. 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 What yeah. about you, Robin? Do you uh, sometimes sit down and uh, make shit without a reason? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, I 
I would say maybe even 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 quite often, but that <laughs> would probably also be because I know. <laughs> let, let me let me phrase this in the right way. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm, I'm sounding weird now. Because uh, I know it would end up somewhere uh, nice anyway. You know, if it if it turns out well, you know. Basically, I have a sometimes I have a certain thing in mind, like okay, well, right now I uh, uh, I feel like yeah, let, let's make some really up tempo music, and then I'm I'm not uh, making music specifically for a certain label or something. I, I you know I, I just start making stuff, and which is uh, which is me, and then uh, I make it uh, you know catered hundred percent to what I play and to my uh, life and hybrid sets and uh, whatever, and then in the end, if uh, if labels like what I do uh, w- when they receive it, then then they may release it. You know, great. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, or uh, you know, I, I I send it off to a label, uh, and if they are interested, then you know I'm thankful, and that's 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 awesome. But it 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 always starts like you know, just having fun, you know, if having fun in the studio, and be you know, if it's like full on techno or more dub techno or ambient stuff or very deep stuff, whatever. It's it's. Basically, the, the 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 starting point is always just uh, just to have fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And then at the end, you know, if it if it ends up somewhere uh, that I uh, that I can release it well uh, in in one one form of a, or another, yeah, then uh, that's uh, that's great, you know. Yeah, the thing the thing with exploring many places is that sometimes labels look at you expecting something and if you present something a bit weirder they won't like it or whatever you know well but, but then yeah, I would that's, just that, that's the my my, my the, the biggest challenge for me when it comes to do some differences because i have a lot of like like i have a folder here with many weird music droney band <laughs> throw it out on label, yeah, 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 you know, start start your own imprint and and, yeah. and release it on there, you know. And and I, I have the same sometimes that you know uh, I've made a lot of techno, which was more melodic in in the past. Uh, I mean, I've I've released an album that is only dub techno, and I've also made a lot of more. Uh, Harder a- abstract things, but I, I I like all of them. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's a bit the same with food. You know, I mean, some people know that uh, I like um, ramen soup sometimes, but not every day. You know, <laughs> you know, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it's it's and it's the same with music. You know, uh, I don't don't like to make uh, like you know uh, o- only techno or or only dub techno or only whatever. You know, I like to do many different things. And Keep yourself entertained. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and and if a label, if I send stuff to a label and they didn't, it's different than what they expected. Then I say, okay, well, you know, let's let's talk. You know, what 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 did you have in mind? You know, and then maybe I have other stuff that they might be interested in. You know, but but I, I do agree a little bit with 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 Artur in in this. Like at least, yeah, of course. Uh, 
it is a little bit sad at the, at the same at the same time, but also understandable. Which is like, of course, because uh, the label, a label might have only heard one side of you, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. the same way they. Yeah. And then you send something which is also cool, but they're like, you know, I I wanted that track that went on to that label as well because they think that will have success or anything. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it doesn't, doesn't need to be like that. Uh, many times people... It, it needs to fit the label in a certain way, but it also depends on what kind of label it is. Maybe the label is a vision. But there are yeah. other labels that say like, okay, I chose this artist and I want this artist to be that artist. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and that is also fine, you know? That's awesome. That if that happens, that's awesome. Like they give you full, full freedom somehow. Yeah. Uh, but it happened to me. Like said, oh, you know, I will prefer that kind of music that you did for that label. And I was like, dude, you ask music from me, so you get music from me. So yeah. okay, I'll, I'll. Okay, dudes were yeah. nice. They were nice people. They were uh, educated and, and very polite. I said, okay, give me some more, more time. Uh, but but I do understand a little bit what Artur is saying, uh, and 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 one of the, one of the people who pushed me to have my own label was Artur because of basically yeah. me doing whatever thing yeah. came out of of there, um, and and at least let people decide if it's good or not <laughs> somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I also love to release. I actually really love to release and and to. Yeah, it's like, so easy to get your stuff out there, you know, even even if it's, nowadays, uh, yeah. If, yeah, you know, you, even with the simplest way is, of course, just to put it online without even having the monetizing idea, you know, just to yeah. basically create context around what, everything else you do. Yeah. But it's it's also very easy to, to start something like a band campaign or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw maybe one last subject. I saw something about DJ live sets, hybrid sets. Um, does Monstrum has a problem, a hard time doing a uh, hybrid or DJ live sets? How do we go about it? Maybe Robin, uh, start first because you're the hybrid uh, yeah. set expert on, among us, I guess. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, how do I go about it? Well, uh, basically, it's, it's, it's a very simple, I always say, you to play live. And then uh, suddenly I realized, you know, if I if I do like, uh, I mean, I'm not a DJ. I never learned how to beat match. Uh, uh, I cannot even beat match. So then the the next best thing is is combining my my own stuff with other people's stuff. And how I see it, with either playing live or doing hybrid set, is is uh, is having a good balance between. Like, like, you know, the, the, the setup that you're creating is uh, create a good balance between room for improvisation and uh, overview. Because uh, so, so that you, you can always be on top of what you're doing. And if you and there are many ways to do that. I mean, I have a very simple setup, a zone DB for mixer, a laptop with Ableton and uh, my analog rhythm uh, drum machine and then Sometimes maybe another synth or whatever. So it's super simple, but it's really effective. And there are many ways to to you know to uh, to create a setup that that works. And for each one, each person that is different. But uh, yeah, what, what I would say is is try to create a setup that is uh, yeah it has a good balance between room for improvisation and still keeping overview of what you're doing. 
So you know? you're you're Ableton in Ableton you can play tracks that are basically recorded parts and stuff like that and you, uh, yeah, you kind of I, mix I, mix those up and then you yeah. program things live using your analog rhythm uh, in, yeah. in step and, mode so you and, can you can yeah. actually change the patterns yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So Oh uh, yeah, and and the, and the things in Ableton can e either be tracks from someone else, uh, my tracks, or loops or little segments from someone else, or loops or little segments from me, and of course uh, combined, and I mix them together in my uh, in my Zone DB4 mixer, the hardware mixer, so I can pre-listen and everything that I'm doing. So I, I you know I can always pre-listen before I decide what to throw in next. So. And so it's basically you are doing with tractor basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, so uh, yeah. yeah, I think the 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 question I I was ask going to ask to you because I I do a similar thing but uh I use tractor and tractor is set up as a um, uh a system to DJ from a record box basically, you know. Yeah. You basically browse your list before yeah. you before you load your sounds, you know. So it's like um uh, an endless uh, list of, of stuff that you can potentially use, which is not in in the grid, or it's not it's not loaded in your deck, which yeah. gives to which to me gives it a bit of a, a DJing um, vibe, you know, yeah. because yeah. you're you're whatever is already playing, you you kind of think in your head, what can I do next, and then you sort of browse for it, or you browse something, you just browse for to look for things, and then you you it gives you an idea pr an idea pretty much like going through a record box in like um, no not this one not this one ah maybe this one you know and uh, and ableton of course is laid out as a as more like like a grid so how do you prevent yourself from playing down a list or L like or endlessly scroll well the, the, the main <laughs> thing with that is the, is endlessly scrolling and right. uh, i answered a question on your uh, discord uh, a few days ago from someone who asked that mm -hmm. it's right now i have around a thousand uh, uh, clips, clips uh, yeah. like vertically right now. I've uh, around a thousand clips in Ableton, which sounds like quite a lot, but I have them separated in, in several uh, several segments that I can jump to instantly mm. by triggering a dummy clip in 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 one row, ah. which is like a dummy mm. row. Okay. So, so I have like like uh, eight or ten uh, 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 dummy clips. Uh, uh, yeah, basically like like positions in your in your yeah. uh, library. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, and and I use the uh, the the effects knobs on the DB4 that I'm not using in in in, in my set. All, all those knobs are like you know uh, each one is 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 mapped to one of those dummy clips. So I can easily like uh, skip like um, thirty or fifty uh, rows with uh, with with clips, you know, uh, or or more. Like you know, I can go from from top to bottom or vice versa, like in uh, with with one uh, one push of a button. So I can very easily uh, go very quickly. I, I can go anywhere in my set. Okay, well that's cool, uh, man. Because because uh, that's the yeah. only thing that that I never really liked about um, um, using Ableton for for yeah. you know DJ sets because DJ, it was yeah. otherwise you will be endlessly scrolling, scrolling, scrolling yeah. because of all those uh, things. And, and yeah, and also I, uh, also the whole yeah. the whole um, the whole system or pro process of uh, being on stage and and you know. 
know, just improvising, you know, just sort of winging it. Uh, I, I like that, you know, I need that kind of tension that yeah. you never know what's going to happen next. And, you know, you're sort of on the verge of panicking, you know, what, I'm, what's, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I really play oh, better but, when, but when I, I sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but with, with me, it's sometimes if I try to find this, this, this one song or segment that I that I got from somewhere or whatever, and I felt like, wow, that's like really cool. Yeah. And I'm not able to find it, you know. And, oh, where was it again? And, and I switch between like segments, so you see the able thing, yeah. click, 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 you know. And oh, and people, I'm not able to find it. People in the room think, oh, he's probably reading his email there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, but that's a good. It's a, definitely yeah. a good way to to prevent yeah. things to be becoming too too um, uh, rehearsed or too too obvious. Because you you you, you know yeah. whatever this person who was who was asking, you know, you already said it. There needs to be a balance between con controllability and Im improvisation. Um, and I think I think that's the most important thing you have to think yeah. about when you're assembling your your life setup. You know, you need something that that is. Yeah. You, you, you don't necessarily need to, the part that you can fall back on. You know, you can choose how much that actually is represented in your in your system. Yeah. But if you choose to have that, you know, it's something you can always fall back on. Like some that there's not going to be any silence. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but um, improvisation part is something you have to work out for yourself. How. How yeah. more, how daring do you want to be in in keeping yeah. the options open and versus you know drawing from sort of safe areas and, and pre -pro pre programming things? Yeah, and that's something you have to work out for yourself. And I think the more experience you get, the more fine you are with leaving all the options open. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you need to in the end you need to make sure that you're comfortable with your own setup before mm. you you play it sure. out. It's your sure. instrument. It's your instrument. Exactly. You basically, yeah. have to learn it as an yeah. instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an expression of you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. There was a question from Mr. Gluten K. Uh, mm -hmm. Reason uh, I said uh, pre-listen, and pre-listen is what you do when you pre-listen on the headphones on the DJ mixer queuing. before yeah. you uh, before you throw something. Yeah, queuing. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I think to to das Monstrum, which which hi das Monstrum Ferreira, which is my 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 mate from Friday nights, uh, live jams or whatever jams that is. I, mm. I many try many times tried different setups uh, doing that. I I tried using Tractor. Honestly, I cannot use I cannot use Ableton uh, to DJ. <laughs> I, I just I, I just can't. Do I need to vape to make techno? Yes, dude, you need, or else you're not good. Um, but 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 honestly, uh, I tried with Tractor, be, uh, seeking two MIDI, right? So Tractor being the master clock. Uh, but I was I was I was doing the beat grid of all the tracks I had on on on, on Tractor, uh, which is a, which is very painful, uh, actually. Uh, but I don't know I don't like that format very much. I tried many times. I tried with with syncing manually with having like a drum machine and, and the synth going on. I don't know. I I, I never felt it actually. But the okay. way that I, but the way I will do it because it, it will be similar like like Joachim, which is. Purely DJ tractors, software, or anything like that, um, or, or some kind of uh, mixer that can read BPMs and send MIDI out uh, that exists on the market. Uh, some stuff like that, and then go. But I don't know. I, I never gel with it. I, I I prefer to separate things. I have very I have a lot of fun doing DJ sets only, and a lot of fun doing just live improvisation stuff. 
Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Arthur? Do you do live shows or do you yeah, prefer, I, I prefer to DJ? Uh, uh, I did, but nowadays I prefer to, to DJ when performing mm-hmm. live because I wasn't too happy with the way that I had my life s- structured, you know, because okay. I had a bunch of tracks. I mean, it was not one of those lives that like the tracks were already known arranged. and all released and everything yeah. was already arranged and whatever. When I was preparing um, a live act, I would compose music or compose parts only to use on that live um, act. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, the, they were samples, the drum program, uh, the, the um, the improvisation part was the drum programming in the way that I would trigger the, the clips. So most of the times I would combine different stuff with each other and all that. But I mean, I wasn't really man- manipulating the scenes and whatever life. And that's kind of, I don't know, didn't felt like a proper life to me. But I have this conversation with Why? lots of friends and they said, mm-hmm. like, of course, it's alive. And I'm like... But I don't use any hardware besides controllers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I think you know, it, it's to me. But I something, have a lot of so, fun doing that. I, I have a lot of fun doing that. But yeah. I mean, I, I might uh, continue to do like that one day. But I'm not really sure if I will call it alive or something. Mm. I don't know. You know, I, I have to think about it. Yeah. To me, it's some something is is live when there is a, a very substantial amount of danger in what you do. You know, if it can go wrong, yeah, horribly mm. wrong, it's live. And if if it's if it's too safe, it's probably I don't know. You can still call it live, but I think the um, the nice thing about about a live show is the fact that it can go wrong and it can blow up yeah. and you can completely bomb. You know, yeah, um, yeah, and that puts you on an edge, which is something that uh, that you can feel in the room. You know, you can feel that this person is actually doing something which at any moment can uh, you know can blow up or go okay. <laughs> horribly wrong and and uh, the moments that are created out of that situation are yeah. you know the valuable thing about actually doing yeah. it live yeah. and yeah. um that, you know, because it's, it's it demands that focus and then you're in that bubble and then yeah. uh, you get those results yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like i don't think what you're doing as as your live your live act stuff or tour i don't think it's it, it's imposter syndrome like someone was saying there it is not because you can fuck up all your life while you're doing it you're just you're, you're combining pieces different pieces you can perfectly fuck all, all that up uh what is <laughs> what is bad is arrived to a venue as i seen and you have the arrangement view of ableton yeah, live all, all laid up and you press play and you open the bottle of champagne and, yeah 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 and it was like <laughs> okay so is this what what is this live it's like not not twisting live for something no that's that's something that you should feel bad honestly and and i don't care saying this to anybody who does it but like Joachim said uh, at, at any moment that you're doing something that you have the pressure to do something well and it can go wrong and and what you're doing is that man so you, that it demands the focus it needs demands you, the focus. you need to focus to, to have it uh yeah right that's the thing like it, it is not because of the fact that you 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 arranged or 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 uh composed a few loops uh midi uh midi uh midi arrangements and stuff and you then play that live that that doesn't mean it, it is it, it is not live 
a lot of my loops when I play like uh, uh, a light set with, I mean, when I have to travel, I only take the analog with them as my only piece of extra hardware. Then from Ableton, I play a lot of loops from my own music that are like complete pieces of music with all sounds in it. But I manipulate them with my mixer, you know, so that I can only get a little bit out of it, like the mid and all. So it's not all separate sounds. It's it's like li little loops. But yeah, that's just the way how I like it and how I can make it sound great with, for me, a good balance between uh, overview and room for improvisation, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just like Sven Witken is saying, by the way, hi, and, Sven. And that things can still go wrong, absolutely. But it's, yeah. for me... It's a relatively safe thing to do, you know. So yeah. Yeah, that's it. it for me, it's, it's it's what Joachim said and what Sven is saying. It's like you you have the chance to create unexpected stuff. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. You're creating new stuff out of out of your stuff. That's that's coming up with new ideas on the spot. Making something out of nothing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Because yeah. yeah. you never know how something. You, you, well, no, no matter how, how much or how little music you have in, in your set, you will never know how everything sounds with everything else. So you will always, somewhere in the set, I think you will always stumble upon something that either or doesn't work, and then you have to work to make it work again, or something it works way better than you thought, and then you have... You know that thing yeah. that success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <anyways. laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All, all these concepts are debatable. You know, which is which is cool, and it's also important. And personal, personal. If, you know, for yeah, yeah, yeah. And if in in the end of the day, if it's supposed to make people dance, and if they dance. It's great, you know, like that's it, dude. People the, having fun. At the end of the day, that's awesome as well, you know. Yeah, and you having so, fun as well because because I've seen lives that are like real super hardware-ish lives and whatever, but they were supposed to be danceable and they were far from that. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that happens. And, I, and I've seen lives that are a bit more simple that were outstanding, you know. So. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. yeah. There is all these questions that come up when talking about this stuff, but uh, it's nice to have these conversations as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it comes down to designing your uh, an instrument you feel comfortable with, which leaves enough room for for improvisation and expression. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know the where where the line is between uh, prepared stuff and and uh, leaving it up to the moment is is for everybody else for everybody to decide for themselves. You know. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, listen, we are already talking for two hours and 15 minutes. And um, wow, okay. I, I would like, I, I, I hate to cut it short, but um, maybe what we usually do at the end of um, uh, conversations like this, we give everybody a little moment to plug any recent stuff they've been doing, uh, or any releases, any upcoming gig streams, whatever. Uh, so maybe Gustavo, go first and tell us what do what do you want to share with um, our okay. audience? Okay, so I released very recently on Animal Farm uh, an EP uh, just with originals, which uh, a little bit different than I've been doing lately. My label, of course, um, upcoming stuff. The only one that I can only announce 
because the person announced it without me knowing. It will be on, on Ben Sim's uh, symbolism. Uh, it, it's summer, summer V8 that he normally does every year. I'll have a track there. Um, other than that, um, well, my, my live streams and, 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 and that's it. And, and, and if I can shamely, shamely do publicity or advertisement. Mm -hmm. Go for uh, it. Join, yeah, if you're into music production, join Store Discord and join uh, my Discord because I think we'll have, <laughs> have fun to do music there. We, we, we hold these um, this, uh, monthly challenges, you know, like to make people do music. Uh, and we've been having quite a lot of, of nice um, nice results, you know, um, which, which is fun. And I'm having fun listening to that music as well. It's inspiring somehow. So I'm also doing that as a side side job, uh, a, a new label out of that. Um, and, and, and that's it. And, well, usual stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to see you. You, you know, you started uh, doing streams and created a community like like we are like we are doing. But uh, yeah. you're you've, you've um, accomplished a lot in a very short time, which is great. So, well yeah. done to you. Thank you, man. <laughs> it, no, and, and and I have to say it. It really was for you guys starting this. It really was also Sander pushing me, dude. You, sh you should you should stream. I said no, I don't want to. Uh, all of that helped, and and I'm quite happy what I've been accomplishing the 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 last months, and especially all all the love and care that people uh, shown up to to this. That's the most, in at least for me, it's the most important. Uh, okay, he knows everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are, hey, are you are you on are you on after this? Are we rating you or are you uh, no, no, keeping no, no, okay. no 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 no. No, no, please, 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 no, 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 nothing like that. No, but but come but on, I, man. I I thought you no. were doing your your five hour stream. Uh, yeah, no. we can have an after chat on your yeah, uh, yeah, on, 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 on your, your Twitch. Uh, <laughs> do you really want me to say that? If I can, if you want to. But but um, but no. But but actually, I've been I've been quite overwhelmed to see um, and and thankful for this. Don't get me wrong. Thankful in a way for this pandemic stuff because it really approached approached uh, a lot of people. Um, uh, uh, to um, to my music and to all of our our, our music in a way. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. It has created a lot of opportunities. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. as well, as well, as well. Cool. Thanks. Uh, well, great to have you on, man. Thanks for joining. Uh, and uh, I'll see you uh, somewhere else uh, on on one of the servers and channels anywhere. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, Robin. Um, you got anything? Uh, let's see. Uh, first festival booking, Paradigm Festival in uh, early August. Uh, so that's uh, that really nice. Uh, a real gig other... with real people. Yeah, with <laughs> real people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in two weeks, I have an EP coming out on Diffuse Reality. Uh, that's going to be a seven-track EP with two remixes. And I still call it an EP because I think an album needs to tell a story. And these are just like, you know, uh, techno tools, but uh, I've tested them out and uh, they work uh, nicely. So I'm happy with it. And uh, yeah, basically working on, uh, on, uh, on other music. Uh, so uh, let's see where that uh, brings me in the future. Stuff in the pipeline. So, yeah, Wonderful. exactly. Yeah. Cool, man. Thanks, yeah. For, uh, thanks for being here. And uh, Thank you. Arthur, uh, anything we can expect from you? Yeah, I'll have next week an EP on Mord. Um, okay. A six track EP on Mord. Then in July, I will have the LP on Axish. 
and yeah, I'm currently working on something really nice as well that probably around the end of the year you'll hear about it as well. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Great. And how about you, Joachim? What you have com com coming up? Um, there's actually quite a lot of stuff in the pipeline which uh, I can't mention uh, but I will do the usual shout outs to uh, for uh, our discord server that you already just mentioned uh, Sander has posted the link he might post it again for people who yeah. still don't know um, but it's a really nice community if you want to be among people who are discussing producing music that's the place yeah. to go yeah um, yeah the other thing is that we have a Patreon page, which uh, if you you can just support us there, or you can you can go to the higher tiers where you can get free sound packs uh, that we do every month. Uh, that's basically just stuff that we do here in the studio and share with everybody, uh, and um, and masterclasses uh, to get your productions to the next level. It's been really fun doing those actually. Um, been seeing a progression with people who've been around for like uh, since the beginning pretty much like almost a year now okay um, cool. so i've been coaching some people to finish their eps or even albums and uh, um yeah it's been it's been really fun to hook up with people like that and um, um share i i learn as much from them as as they do the other way around which is which is great yeah. so amazing um, yeah, it's been fun. So, um, yeah, that's cool. pretty much it for me. So, um, thanks again to all of you for joining, and thanks, thanks to you. the people Thank who uh, were watching me. this on uh, on Twitch. Yeah. Thank you very much. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, bye, ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.